Are you experiencing yeast infections, bacterial infections, infertility, fibroids, heavy or irregular menstruation, vaginal odor, ovarian cyst, or vaginal dryness? Unlock the magic to your yoni and restore your inner health with a yoni vaginal rejuvenation steam. Sitting Pretty Spa is dedicated to making you look and feel your best. Come refine your inner goodness. Book an appointment at 248-809-2375 or at sittingprettyspa.org. Grand opening October 10th. Are you a hairstylist, nail tech, esthetician, massage therapist, or makeup artist? Sitting Pretty Spa is looking for you. Call us today at 248-809-2375 for more information. This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big crocodiles and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money on Yo, what up though? It's your man Jay Johnson, aka the Tim Foyle Hat Titan, aka the conspiracy realist, aka the technology snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text him with your green bubbles, aka I only debate my equals. Everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. Mister, if you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. the West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, Don? It's your man Dame going wild, the West Side landlord, the pride of PA, High Chief Dame don't fuck around, the liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast, because you know who, who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. Let's go. Yo, welcome back, Shop Talk Podcast, episode 228. Yeah. On your host. Man, we got a guest in the building. I'm so excited to have this good brother here, Yeah, man. man. You know, he, he, he listens to the show, so he's very, very familiar. And he, and he active with us on, on all the socials, week in, week out. He came to the studio, so I know for a fact he got some intros ready. I just know he got some intros ready. Peace, family. <laughs> peace, peace, man. It's comedian Macho, a.k.a. Macho Black, a.k.a. Greg and Joyce's firstborn, a.k.a. I had a bunch of stuff ready, but, man, like, I actually been getting this intro ready for a year. I don't know how I knew I was going to be on the show, but I paused and I... I, I, I we, knew was, we knew we was going to have you here. We knew we was going to have you here. Knees weak, palms are sweaty. There's <laughs> <laughs> vomit on my hoodie already. But hey, man, it's a blessing to be here, man. It's like, I feel like I made it. I told my mama I made it and she didn't quit her job. I don't know what she thought. <laughs> but man, it's a blessing to be here. Trying to find her a new house. Yeah, I appreciate y'all having me, though. Straight man, up. Man, thanks for coming through. For Straight sure. from Sag Nasty. Yes, sir. Yeah. You know, I got some folks from, from Saginaw, actually. Yeah, that's yeah. what's up, man. Saginaw, a different animal. It you is. You know what I'm saying? Like when people be like, oh, you from Michigan, like Detroit, Flint, Angster, Saginaw, like they completely different niggas. And Grand Rapids. Yeah, and Grand Rapids. That's where all the black people are in the state. 
that's why they are so different. Pontiac like, too. Pontiac too. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's act different, man. But like I got my first real dose of Detroit cats when I was in college. I went to Northwood with a lot of Detroit cats. So we con- we connected though. Like so it was always love. I always loved Detroit. I always loved coming down here. I used to stay on Jefferson with my mother in law at the Jeffersonian. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, so I used to always be down here, Shane Park. Heart Plaza, all that stuff. I love Draymond. Draymond from SAG. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Draymond Green. Like the heart and soul of the city right now. I bet, man. I bet. Um, hey, dang, man. How was your week, my brother? Uh, week was cool. I didn't go to work none this week. Oh, okay. <laughs> I took every day off. Okay. That that they still gonna pay you? Uh <laughs> like <laughs> I had a death in the family last oh, week. Yeah, I didn't yeah, talk yeah. like my, my cousin passed. So I just decided thank you. I just decided to make this week my bereavement. I get it. I so get I took it. the whole week. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I, I get that. Uh March, how was your week, my brother? Good, good. Before I get off into it a little bit too much, i f I'll come bearing gifts, man. I forgot. Oh, oh man, we I appreciate to get it. That done during the intro. Jay, I actually got this book from uh Professor Jabari Osaze, I know you rock with him. So. Oh man, I just was watching them last Sunday. Yeah. Oh man, that's what's up. Oh man, that's that's love. Yeah, that's man. a good book. I just finished it too. I hope you don't mind. I read your last chapter because I left cool, mine at home and I just finished reading yours on the plane. So. Seven little white lies. The conspiracy destroyed the black self image. I'm fucking with this. That's loaded. That's loaded. And um, I, I rock with Jabari, man. Yeah. Like- and I ain't forget about you, Dame. I know you blow. So I oh. bought you this sticker. Thank uh, you. My favorite dispensary. You know, too bad I couldn't bring, you know, actual. Uh, oh, I thought you was opening up the like you had a zip in the bag. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Oh, this will work. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, that's love. Yeah, man. All right. Gifts. <laughs> hey, hey man, man, I appreciate it. Hey, that's how you move up on the best, the best, uh, <laughs> the best guest list right there. Hey, man. You, you know, when we first started, like guests used to bring his gifts yeah. all the time. But then it dropped start, off. We kind of stopped having guests. Well, like we stopped having guests because not because they didn't want to come up here. I just um I didn't ever want to be a um a guest centric show, show yeah. where like we depend on our content on somebody else. I just want to let y'all know that I'll be getting these killer numbers and it just be us talking. Right. Sometimes um, niggas flake. That makes yeah. me feel even more special though. Hey man, we've been waiting to have you. I I, I knew it was gonna I Jay had told me about two weeks ago that you might be up this way. And we was like, yeah, man, tell Masha to pull up. So, I mean, I'm, I'm glad to have you here straight from Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of guests, though, y'all always have some guests that I enjoy, and I usually end up following them. Like, I follow and interact with so many people based on them being guests on your show, like mm. Sugar Ray, uh, Marv, Cheyenne, of course, um, Paris Noel. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of y'all guests I, uh, I follow and interact with them. Y'all have some good people through here, some good energy always all, flowing all through All good people and, like, people that we gen- genuinely fuck with. Like, we make it a rule. Like, people reach out to us all the time, and it's been, like, certain people that have reached out. Like, man, that would probably be, like, a good look for us, but, like, it's not genuine. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, yeah, they, they they bring big numbers on social media. They got a following, but, like, I don't know if I really want to sit and talk to niggas. Right. And then, like, sometimes, you know, your, your favorite artist or personality be, like, really socially awkward, and they don't make for, like, a good interview. Yeah. I yeah. can understand that. <laughs> and, it's, and it's crazy, the connection, that, because I could start listening to y'all, because Ant. Yeah. And I ain't never met Ant either. Mm. But, you know, I've been messing with Ant since, like, the Facebook days. We used to be in, like, sports talk groups just 
going at each other head on yeah. some LeBron Kobe stuff. You know, just sports stuff, man. And Are you then, keeping up with the with the NBA right now in the bubble? Yeah, absolutely. What, what's what's your feelings on it? I mean, this is this might be the biggest LeBron fan I know. Yeah, I'm a. I huge mean, I'm, I'm, I'm probably number two. I love LeBron. Yeah. I love the King. I don't care what nobody say or what type of symbol you decide to put next to this championship. LeBron getting number four, and that's all I care about. Man, this is this don't seem random until I connected. You watch Dragon Ball Z? Never. Damn. Well, this this the analogy won't work. What what uh, Virgin um. Uh, you, you you've been trying to there. put it together. All Humor day. me. <sighs> this was like I was like, yo, this shit make a lot of fucking sense, dog. Uh, for my Dragon Ball Z fans, um, they said LeBron is Goku. That's the go here, dude. And Kobe is more like Vegeta. Young man, right here, agree. Because Vegeta was the killer, but Goku, even though he had all the talent, all the gifts, he always let niggas live. And like, oh, yeah. and it always end up coming back to hurt him or hurt the family. Vegeta, who wasn't had all the gifts that Goku had, but he was a fucking killer. And right. we all love Vegeta. Vegeta's the greatest dad on television, by the way, uh, <laughs> next to James Evans. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, man. So all my Dragon Ball Z fans, um, that. So I'm thinking like I should start like a a, a black Dragon Ball Z podcast. You and, ain't people and go really want to listen to it though. Yeah, I think so. That shit still come on. Oh yeah, they still be making movies and shit. Oh word. Yeah. Um, they've been around a long time. Damn. Like twenty, thirty years. Like no bullshit. That's the only cartoon where niggas actually grew up and then had kids and their kids had kids and like it. it Cause Bart's still the same age, ain't yeah, he? <laughs> he ain't. He been in fifth grade for thirty years on that skateboard. He ain't never got no license. That goddamn Maggie still sucking on that goddamn pacifier, like shit. Maggie, like twenty nine. Absolutely. And we know Lisa gay by now, right? Like, <laughs> like, is it cool to talk about? Like, she she would definitely be LBGT. Like, yeah, feminine. She'd have a wife. She'd have a wife. You missing letters? It's a lot of letters. You're missing letters. <laughs> it's a lot of letters. Shit. I'm glad to see that the Simpsons prophecy is is starting to come true this week. Man, you all come. <laughs> oh shit. Anyway, <laughs> before we get into, let's talk about our. Let me, so let me wrap up my week, yo. Uh, man, it's been a it's a pretty good week. I'll be honest with you, man. It's been a really good week. Did um, that one thing close yet? Um, I came in here the other night, and literally in the middle of it, I got down on my knees and I prayed because you know. So I was talking to somebody and they were just going through and recapping some things. I'm like, you know what? Uh, like when things are going bad, you know, you always beg and pray and ask God, yo, can you help me out? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I feel like a beggar and shit, but like sometimes when things are going good, you just really got to say thank you. You know what I'm saying? Um, I will be closing on that uh, next Friday. That's you know what I'm up. saying? Pre-congrats. Uh, um, uh, another company offered me this gig. You know what I'm saying? I did most of my interviews at my current <laughs> location. Uh, did you, know did you work out that thing with the with, with the compensation package? Uh, yo, I, I talked to them today about it, waiting on some word back. And then the other day I called off and came up in here and did some virtual interviews, like a three-panel interview virtual. And then after that was over, another two-panel interview, you know what I'm saying? That was like on Tuesday, and then they called yesterday, and you know what I'm saying offered me the position. So, like, I'm 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 grateful and I'm thankful that in 2020, when the world has been going upside down, um, despite losses that we've all you know endured, you know God's still been good, man. He's still been blessing me and, and still Absolutely. been making a way, man. So I I, I I love and appreciate and thank him for that. Um, and things um can always be bad. I mean, can always be worse. So I'm always gonna be appreciative to 
all the little good things that come my way. So I've been having a pretty decent week. And uh, um, some shit I can't really say, okay, I mean, on, on the mic. So it's been a really good week too, man. So, yeah, shout out to that. Shout, shout out, to, out to her too. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yo, so let's get into it, man. This week, uh, y- your man, you said the, the the Simpsons prophecy. Yeah, man, Trump finna die. <laughs> <laughs> we we days away from Trump's death. Well, I, like everybody, maybe by the time you hear this podcast, he might be expired. Well, I'm never gonna I'm never gonna wish death on nobody. Uh, I'm not wishing death. I'm just let me let me get this out. Right, but everybody's gonna die. That's a fact. So the the Simpsons prophecy is correct because. He gonna die, <laughs> like and sooner. What if he die right before the election, though? What if he died a day after? <laughs> Did that mean Pence is? The- is it bad for me to laugh at that? <laughs> no. Yo, if the nigga died bef- the day after the election, then that means the vice president is the president. <laughs> Excuse me. Or do they be like, yo, since it's so close, we gonna run it back? Yeah, no, nah, they nah, can't run it back. No, it's, it's, it's over. The day, if it's the day, like you Pence becomes been, president, but you ain't even been sworn in yet. Like but he already the president though. So I wonder how that worked since he already the president. Yeah, but Pence ain't like no better than than nah. us having Trump as president. Nah, you know I want niggas to stop doing dog. <laughs> acting like you've been waiting to say this all week. Acting like the vice president like is even a good position. Like that shit don't never matter in real life. <laughs> like key. unless the nigga somebody get first off, presidents don't <laughs> die in office other than assassination. And that's only happened twice. Like it never having a good vice president don't mean shit. Uh, just in case, you didn't know? Warren G. Harding die in the White House? In I the feel tub? like he did. Yeah, like he's like a real overweight. But like, if you think about it, it's been what three times in American history. Yeah, and that's the third one that I just found out about. <laughs> I'm like, uh, just in case, though. You know, what I I'm get saying? it. But like, we be like, because we don't like Biden, and let's, if we keeping it real, like niggas don't fuck with Biden. But it's like, yo, but we got a black woman. And that's like something to, to get behind, right? So if Biden die and come, yeah. So it's like, yo, you got something to hope for, but like, let's not act like this position like really mean. Like, you think them niggas run this shit together? Like, nah. like the pre- <laughs> now the vice president just be there for like photo ops and I'm shit. I'm saying, dog. Like they don't even he don't live. They don't live in a White House. They don't even be ever. They be live to- in a concert. The conservatory or something. They don't even get to be together though. Like, because if something something happened to both of them, yeah. then you. Then it goes to the uh, Secretary of State. What a low key this whole time, or the Vice President is really the President, really the one running stuff. Yeah. So somebody had a very novel idea, and he said, um, "Yo, we should get rid of this election shit, and we should nominate people for President. Um, and you nominate two people for President, sort of like a Vice and a, and a President and a Vice President. However, they get four years. Um, one would be." S- conservative middle leaning the other one would be right middle leaning so they have some some similarities uh so they can find some common ground and then to a certain extent like they have to agree on certain shit now for the first two years whoever's in that lead position kind of got like veto power so to speak and the other two years the other person get it so it's like these not people who always wanted to like we looked at them was like yo this is somebody that we should nominate for because he's selfless he's this he's that or she is this this and this and they got to do this shit by committee it's not that one person just get to walk around this bitch and like yo this what we doing yo this what we doing i'm like look that may not be the solution but it's a better it's a solution 
than what we got because what we got here is always two people that we don't like and we always hit ourselves that fucking lie that we're gonna pick the lesser of two evils and you just picking one of two evils because neither evil is lesser they both evils. right like how you gonna get me to vote evil in to get evil out i'm <laughs> i hate political parties though man that's like because like what is that you you forcing yourself to be loyal to something you don't even know about coming down the road. It's like it just makes it easier support. for people to vote. Like just make that straight party ticket. That's all. People here, Dem- black people here, Democrat, and they're like, "All right, that's that's good enough for me." That's lazy though, man. It's and it's, super- and it's, it's counterproductive. I think you know people should just run on their own morals, and if we could just abolish at least this two party system and make it more fair. I know we got other parties, but they never stand a chance. I mean, I voted for Jill Stein last time. Nigga, I voted for Ralph Nader before. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, why though? Because when like, I was, like, what's what's the use of, of voting for the third party? Because they never stand a chance. Well, we I they mean, only don't stand a chance because you've been told that they don't stand a chance. Like, so you won't even you won't even bother doing it because someone told you that they won't stand a chance. Like, just vote for like when I was I don't know that was probably like 18 or some shit. That was like my first time being able to vote and. I think I voted for Ralph Nader because, like, one, he made the more, he made, literally, when I was reading, like, it made more sense. And then I found out, like, he was, he had to personally raise all this money and they still wouldn't let him, like, debate. You know what I'm saying? Like, he made it, like, one debate and, like, he was killing it. And I'm like, yo, why won't they put this nigga on TV? Like, is is what he's saying so, like, you was going to lose or some shit? And I, I just felt more, I wasn't, I wasn't voting for, I don't even know who it was at the time. I know it was, like, a Bush and... Gore, Gore, yeah, like yeah, I two thousand probably. Like I, I, what I didn't like either one of them. You know what I'm saying? And Ralph Nader connected more of me as on some straight up. Yo, this make more sense. Like I know what I'm gonna get with with Democrats. We bombing the fuck out of some brown people in the Middle East. Off rip. No matter what. With with the with with the other side, it may have some overtly racist shit. But either one, I'm not really fond of. Like you know what I'm saying? Like. But I think we always tell everybody to vote, but like we just need better candidates. Yeah, you I, wanted your man Yang for a minute. Andrew, I did. like he, he he like stick around, man. Like he got good ideas. You know what I'm saying? Like so maybe he might be good on somebody's cabinet for like policies and shit. Maybe just not good to be president. But why not? Because he's Asian. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. Too Asian. <laughs> but like That's, no one can ever like. Like that's, why not? But I think that's the, it. Come down to just the race shit. Like, you know, it's Hillary didn't win for a, a litany of reasons, but it's hard for you know a poor white man to take orders from a woman. Just plain and simple. Well, white women voted Donald Trump in fifty three percent of them. So <laughs> right, that's, just my, that's just my theory. That's just my <laughs> right. But like I, I don't know, man. This shit be kind of weird. But like everybody who make more sense, they will let the television that they say control us will be like, yo, they don't have a chance. The exit polls show that who the fuck is taking? You ever took a poll? I did once, but it wasn't for nothing. Like, like on some presidential, polit- no. like who the fuck are y'all asking? Right. Like that's it's not real. And if you was a Donald Trump supporter, would you get on television or you'll walk somebody up and like, who did you vote for? You know you're not saying that shit. Even if you did vote for him, you're not saying that shit. <laughs> nigga, not on camera. <laughs> <laughs> not, not on camera. People no, are not telling not. the truth, dog. People are not telling the truth on that shit, man. But I don't know, man. I don't like these candidates. Me neither. Um, and when you force me to vote for some shit I don't like, like, 
What do you, I mean, <laughs> I just don't get telling people to vote like blindly. Like, get out and vote. Like, you don't even know who I'm going to vote for. Like, because honestly, honestly, my heart of hearts, if I want a candidate in, I'm not going to tell you to vote unless I know you're going to vote for who I want you to vote Thanks. for. Otherwise, I'm like, like, would you go tell a bunch of Trump supporters, make sure you go vote? <laughs> no, you're not going to do that. So I was like, don't, don't be telling people to go vote. Tell people to educate themselves and then make an informed decision. Or if you're uh, going to tell people to vote, tell them who to vote for. There you go. Because that's really what you tell. Because I'd be like, yo, if you don't vote, it's a vote for Trump. I how hate you that know? logic, man. Like, how, how you know if... How you come, assuming I'm a vote a different way? Yeah, like what if you know? <laughs> what if I did vote and you knew it was a vote for Trump? Like you don't know who is helping. But I'm black, so they say. So essentially, because I'm black, if I don't vote, it's a vote for a Republican. Because and everybody, Republican is evil, nigga. That's be, what they. That's what they've been telling you your whole life. And because if you white, you gonna vote Republican. But like historically, like fam, it's, you know it's more white people than black people. Right. Uncle Phil was Republican. Carlton, yeah, everybody loved Uncle Phil. <laughs> Uncle Phil was Republican, you know. <laughs> I mean, but Dr. Uncle King was a Republican. They always like to throw that one out there. Dr. King was a Republican. Oh, word. And y'all smoked it. <laughs> but I mean, when you rich and you black, I'm, they voting in their best interest. I feel like a black Republican money I got coming in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you voting in your best interest. Yes, I mean. sir. <laughs> <laughs> we know Jay Republican. You know it. Well, I mean, you know, if I had to vote in my best interest, why wouldn't I vote Republican? I'm just saying, it only makes sense. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, homie, baby. <laughs> don't just vote. That's what I want to get some shirts to say. Don't just vote. Yeah, man. We got to be more strategic. Like, I mean, black people got so much spending power. Spending power equates to, like, power period yeah you know they i think they said 1.1 trillion dollars of spending power in the black community because we're consumers like yeah, we consume sure. everything so like if we're able to do some group economics and then you know possibly you know get some of our candidates that we can lobby if we get together you know collectively but i mean you know we just all about having a good time and looking good on the gram double tap i like that it, i mean you ain't you ain't told one lie man <laughs> you ain't told one lie because a lot of y'all still blowing through that sba money Man, they didn't show me that much love. They didn't show me no. I mean, like if you like a legitimate business, do you not getting as much love as the scammers? Yeah, uh, I see it. Like I didn't apply. They tell they tell me to stop applying. Uh, sir, we got your we got your first <laughs> we got your first request. We're That's still processing call. it. I mean, they 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 broke us a little bit of bread, but it was like if we was like really suffering, we wouldn't have. It wouldn't have saved us. It wouldn't have been a lifeline or nothing like that. I mean, yeah. we didn't even touch the money. The money's still sitting in the account. Like that's how much it insignificant it was but he but had to go through a backdoor channel i ain't even get enough to get us some buffs oh. <laughs> that's how little it was man we practiced group economics with uh with hutch you know what i'm saying so did you see that shit going around on instagram where it's like hutch was reporting people that spent more than 10 10 racks of hutch jewelry and they're like oh hutch snitching you got to i mean but he just doing he just doing business. I mean, if you come in there and you spend CTR for him, it's over to over nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. You got to fill that shit out, no matter what. Yeah, Hutch so. ain't Hutch ain't snitching now. If y'all get caught up because of Hutch doing proper business, I mean, and that's that's on you. But like he ain't got no loyalty to you just because he take a picture with you on the gram. He ain't got no loyalty to you. Why why are you buying ten pair of buffs at a time? And I wonder what his conversations with his family be like. <laughs> got another one, Charlene. <laughs> like. Or whatever, Amorosa. I don't know what they know. Amorosa? 
Okay. What's I can't think of a, a Chaldean. <laughs> try again. Name try shit. again. I don't got one. Oh, okay. So he needs. But like, I mean, it seemed like so. All the scamming niggas, right? They 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 do all the stealing. They do everything. They get all the money, and then they take it to one spot and spend. So it's like, yo, I'm gonna have y'all. <laughs> like, I'm gonna get y'all. I'm gonna keep giving y'all the gold, but y'all just give me all the money that y'all stole. And now when I get it, it's legal money. Fill out my little <laughs> forms, get my taxes. So like, probably don't pay much or nothing in taxes. I'm not mad at niggas who don't pay taxes, dog. Me neither. And I feel like you half a coon if you point niggas out who didn't pay taxes. Like, nigga, this not our money. Like, that's not, oh, he ain't pay master his his percentage this week. Like, if you don't sit your ass the fuck down somewhere. Because <laughs> like, it's been drilled into our heads we should pay taxes. Tax time is like Christmas if, if you got kids. Yeah. I niggas think, look forward to tax time. Niggas pay taxes all fucking year. They give you $1,500 back and you happy. Right. Niggas I get, took a third of your fucking money, dog. I get more than $1,500 back. But dig this. Who get the best tax breaks in the country? Business. Exactly. So why wouldn't everybody make themselves a business? Like, get you an Because people don't know. All they you got to do, like, <laughs> the state of Nevada where my businesses are, man, it's just, uh, a business license is quite expensive. But here... It's like fifty bucks, right? Yeah, it's LLC. legitimately. So I, everybody who lives in Michigan needs an LLC, and that way you set your business up, and you can get all type of tax write offs, man. Certain things you buy, like I write off everything. I one hundred percent write <laughs> off as much as I can, and if I have an item, I talk with my tax um, preparer, and like, oh, you can't write this off. If it was a business that did this, you could do that, and then the next year I have a different business. Oh shit! I only can I can write off an entire computer, if I had as my operating expense. If I had a technology company of some sort, then you can you can spend money on different. Oh, well, that's what we about to open up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, every time I drive to the studio, um, I got an app on my phone. Oh, that's gas money. That's a uh, mileage I'm taking back every time I go to. You can depreciate your car too. Yeah. You can write that off the depreciation on your car. So wow. like, I want to. <laughs> so, the reason that there are tax breaks and loopholes for businesses is because like over 90% of the businesses in the country are, are small businesses and that's how the economy runs. So we need to incentivize people to start business, to keep people at work is the reason that there are tax loopholes and, 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 and different things or whatever. And like people be like, yo, this nigga ain't make no money. He filed bank. He didn't pay no taxes. That's a good thing. Trust me, the IRS does not want you to owe them money and they don't want to owe you money. They would prefer every year that you break even. So if your expenses and um, your earnings offset, hey, we clear, we free and clear. Mm -hmm. Like you spend correctly. A lot of people go throughout their entire year making sure out of the money I spend, I know what my tax, what, what, what where you're going to fall in your tax rate, where your tax bracket at. And I know exactly how many um deductions i need so throughout the year i can make sure i have enough deductions to offset that and then i'm straight at the end of the month if you mad that he, somebody didn't pay taxes on income you need to understand what income is right because if i don't if my business is making the money and i'm not making the money then i'm not making income so i don't have income taxes right to to to, to pay Get a business. It's a beautiful structure. Like when 50 Cent got into that, uh, I think he had some tax issues. I think he filed for bankruptcy. He was like, I don't make a lot of money. 
but my companies do. Yeah. And it was at that point I already knew what he was talking about because I had been studying businesses and how, you know, the tax laws and stuff like that. So it was like and people was trying to clown him like, <laughs> yeah, was like broke. you broke. Like, trust me. Yeah, Niggas whatever. clown <laughs> the 45 for four bankruptcies. No, nigga, I walked away without having to pay nobody back. Brilliant. <laughs> like, I get what y'all think because y'all go through different is there's different chapters to bankruptcy right. y'all go, seven and eleven and be y'all stressed be going through regular one shit because like yo i just can't afford these bills can somebody help me it's different when you're working with a business dog right and you can pay yourself just a little bit of money and still you know have access to everything you know the cars you can be in the business name yes the home can be in the business you can have credit cards in your name under the business 100 so you know you're doing business stuff putting gas in your car food and all that stuff but it's just like, you know, it's loopholes, man. And that's how the rich stay rich because they're informed. I bought a bottle of Hennessy today that I brought to the studio for guests. And guess what I'm writing off? The a bottle of Hennessy. You know, it's it's funny when you talk about how, like, niggas kind of like shit even on s- chapter 7 or chapter 11. But, like, I know niggas that file bankruptcy every seven years and they just keep it pushing. Like, if you got you a house and you got you a car... Fuck them bills. Right. <laughs> like, start from scratch over and over and over again. Man, going through um, trying to purchase a home, um, you realize how important, but how fucking fake this credit score shit is. This shit fake as hell, dog. And now none of these niggas use the same metric. None hmm. of them. When y'all talking about that last week? Like, dog, this shit not <laughs> real, dog. And like... This is some American shit too, by the way. You don't. Yeah, yeah that's that's what you said. Though. Yeah, that's some, some some American made shit. And like in in the UK, they got. Uh, but like, I made my my credit score go up. Like, I've done this before a few years ago. I made my shit go up almost 150 points, and I didn't do a goddamn thing but move some shit around. Like, I did not make no more money. I didn't pay anything extra. Like, I just literally moved some money around, changed the type of loans. This. Oh shit! Because I got an unsecured loan uh, for say ten thousand dollars, right? Okay, boom. Then I then they drop me ten thousand dollars in the bank, and then you pay off all these damn cars. And like your cars, like yo, you just paid all this money, and your balance went down, and your capacity went down. Here, you take another forty points in your credit. Take this, take that, and now you got a low interest rate payment over here. And wait a minute, we just extended you an extra line of credit. Whenever we give you two, a lot of money, we going to make your, your credit rating go up a little bit more. It's like a game. Like, nigga, I just it moved is. I moved this shit around and you gave me 100 points. And now I get better interest rates. And now I'm going to go refinance that loan that I just got. And now I just paid off another loan. And so, now I got an even lower interest rate. It's, it's a game. And once you figure out the game, it's like, yo, you got to play the game and don't be mad. Like when Trump it was like Biden. Why are you mad that I took advantage of tax code that you created? She said, shit, I got this shit in 2016 from one of your Obama guys. And then y'all fired him. Mm. And he got silent and talked about something else. Oh. Like it wasn't no, like fam, it's the tax code. And for people saying, how come he paid less in taxes? He never he- accepted the the presidential salary. Which makes him exempt to paying that income tax because he never accepted that salary. Trying to say, I don't think Jeff Bezos should pay taxes either. I, I perfectly, I, I don't believe that. How many niggas work for Amazon? A sure. billion niggas. It feel like everybody. Yeah. city, it seemed like. Like, he, like, for as many people that I give jobs who pay in the income tax system, who pay in there because they work for me, fuck, I got to pay for. I just gave you 50,000 workers who paying in the taxes. Y'all I created a business that didn't exist before. 
it's not like we just one um grocery store closed down we opened up another grocery store i created jobs no you didn't right you switched names <laughs> transferred jobs <laughs> amazon didn't exist before right like it did it wasn't there i created jobs and i brought all these different people now they paying taxes why the fuck i gotta pay i just gave you all this work I'm amazon like a, some amazing shit it's like a fucking uh instagram uh influencer yeah you i bring you customers you give me either free stuff or you give me a kickback and i get the tax breaks aka the tick kickback because i brought you all these new customers bezos probably get a tax return <laughs> he'd probably go to rapid yeah. refund he'd probably be on a rapid refund early i mean it's it's really simple i mean every money i remember when he was talking about 50 i remember some years ago i was reading an article on, on allhiphop.com he was like man like they gonna tax me on all the money that I got in my account at the end of the year, so I might as well spend it, so I don't I'm not taxed on it, and I'll write it off as a business expense. Because when you're a rapper, you can write the chains off as a business expense. Mm-hmm. When you're a rapper and an entertainer, you can go to the strip club and drop fifteen thousand, and that's promotional marketing and promotion. You rappers are being seen on on television. And seeing on Instagram spending the money so they can literally say it was for promotion. That's how I gotta stay hot as an artist during the corona. I got to go out and spend money on marketing. And this is the best way that we can market to this particular audience. And look, IRS Going auditor. Going to the mall, shit like that. Look here, IRS auditor. This is these, this is the time where I did that on this day. And look how many views that got. And this and if you can see, they clicked the link in this bio and it went to here. Now, granted. I dropped fifteen thousand to promote this single. I only made two thousand, so guess what? I took a loss, so I'm gonna get that back mm-hmm. and my refund. Like it's a simple, it's it's really that simple. Man, it's just knowing the game. It's all about information, like Jay Morrison said about because he talked about Trump paying taxes. Like you gotta understand the tax structure, man. Like probably seven, eight years ago, before me and my wife got with the tax guy, man, we had like a seventeen thousand dollar tax debt. Mm. And I'm like, we were maybe barely a six-figure couple collectively. I don't even know. We might have been under six figures. I'm just like, why do we owe so much money? Like, we just had some rinky-dink company doing our taxes, but they weren't looking. They wouldn't get no deductions from us. They were just taking our W-2s and doing stuff. So once we got with the brother, my boy Roy, shout out to my boy Roy Walker, um, who's actually battling stage four cancer right now. Nice. So prayers up to him. Absolutely. Guy. And he kind of scared me because he's like, hey, here's all this information just in case I can't do your taxes next year if I'm not here. But he he knows the tax codes and he knows how to get. So we get returns every year now based on, you know, the information that he knew. So it's just like, man, you just got it. And I'm sure if he'd have been doing our taxes all those years, we wouldn't have had that $17,000 tax debt. Now I feel you because I used to let like H&R Block, all of them. Yep. And I got with a tax accountant. And as soon, like I got with a tax accountant as soon as I had my oldest son. And like he didn't have me straight. Ever since, I ain't never won a year and not got back like a decent return on my taxes because he know the codes to look for. Mm-hmm. He know how to plug me in, told me to start a business, all of that shit to keep keep my money right. Yep. Like somebody who actually does this for a living and shout out to all the entrepreneurs who around tax time, they open up tax spots and stuff like that. Um, but if they don't do this for a living, they may think they're doing a great job and they possibly could be doing you a disservice. Um, so not saying, Hey, those people stop doing that because some people won't do their taxes. You know what I'm saying? So yes, you are providing someone a service, but you could also be doing some, providing somebody a disservice 
if you are going to somebody who doesn't do this for a living and don't have your best interest in mind. Yeah, do your research. You know who, like, really know who's touching and fucking with your money because, yeah. like, yo, you're responsible for that. If they right. fuck up, it's you. Oh, yo, for sure. Can't blame, like, in and out tax service that popped up. You can't even find them niggas. Right. Because like, after March, they gone. <laughs> they gone. They back at the crib. Like, they be so shady at the bank. Like, they be getting people um, uh, uh, deposits in their regular personal account. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I see this shit all, every year. Like, they be trying, they be having your person, they, people deposits go to their personal account and then they'll take the money out Cut and pay them check. or some shit like that. Like, no, fam, that's one that's kind of illegal. You can't. <laughs> uh, I don't trust like, that shit at all. No, I'm not giving you, like, y'all give these people your, your routing and account number? Like, fam, these niggas was hosting parties last year, and now you giving them your routing and account number. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with, like, hosting parties, but, like, some you of these. <laughs> you are the host. No, what I'm saying is if the if the profession that you're in is not tax tax servicing, you shouldn't be having handling nobody banking account and routing number. Like, these are, like, odd job people who make money. Like, they're not poor and no shit like that. But, like, yo, this not the type of business – I'm not giving you my account number, routing number. I'm not giving you my debit card. You got a, you got a, um, you got a cash app in this bitch. You got a, you got a square card. I mean, Some. you got a, a, a contact list. I'm not giving you my damn card. But you work in banking, so you see so much. Don't trust so these much niggas, wild dog. shit. Don't trust these niggas, dog. You um, living through the scamdemic right now. I was now. about to say, with all this scamming going on, you can't get nothing. The last four, my social, my phone number, nothing. And yeah, no. man, scamming is a victimless crime. All yeah. right. I say I say it every week. Scamming is a victimless crime. You be wrong every week. Nigga <laughs> <laughs> be wrong every fucking week. Like uh don't t- yo listen. Don't change your telephone number. Keep your phone number. <laughs> what's what's the scam behind that one? Um your telephone number has become um an authentic authentication device. You know what I'm saying? Like when you log into a service they send that six digit code to your cell phone right folks have been known to get your telephone number and send you so many fake and spam calls you're like i'm just gonna change my number and they was waiting for you to change your number so they can take it and then hit then get into your account with your six digit number the verification code that comes to you you know what i'm saying I so didn't like, think about that it's gonna then it's gonna become a very it's not a victimless crime because they in your checking account you know what i'm saying like once they in your checking account and start moving certain things, there's some things you can't dispute with but Visa or MasterCard. You know what I'm saying? It was like, nope, only reason, only only time a person can do this is if they know such and such and such and such, and they shouldn't know that information. You we not giving you your money back. You was Ouch. talking about that shit with uh with Amazon or like when niggas was sending packages to your house yeah. and they just be sitting on your crib all day because they know you at work. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, uh, sorry, this went to your address. We not returning. Like, no. Like, wait a minute. I didn't do this. Oh, so you mean to tell me somebody stole your car and they delivered it to your house? Yes, nigga. That's exactly what be <laughs> happening. And you're going <laughs> to, they not giving you your money back. Dog. It's not victimless. <laughs> it's not. Where the scammers at? Tap in. I need <laughs> Christmas time coming up and I got babies, man. They ain't trying to go to PlayStation 5 coming out. <laughs> Hell Yeah. <laughs> And but look anyway, dog. We got the homie in the building, man. Came all the way from Vegas and shit, man. We want to talk about what's going on with Mach, man. Who is Mach and what? You do a litany of things, man. Couple right down the list, man. 
Um, well, yeah, I got a nine to five. You know, I work for the state of Nevada. I ain't going to say in what department because I don't want no problems. But um, I do that. You know, I'm a full-time husband, a father. So, you know, I got my oldest son here with me. That's what's up. Um, you like an adult when he walks. I'm, like, I'm like, no, this not your, it's not, this not your baby. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, they grow up fast, man. They grow up fast. Yeah, that's my oldest son. You know, I'm a dad. You know, I'm a comedian. I, I got a uh, my own show I do every Wednesday in Vegas. So if anybody out in Vegas on a Wednesday come through, pull up, first drink on me. I don't care how many it is. W-A-F. Yep. Wednesday is fuck comedy show, man. It's been going real well. I had Jay Reed headline just a couple nights ago. Jay Reed's been on tour with Bill Bellamy for like the last 10, 11 years. He won the season four of Who Got Jokes. Um, but um, I also, like, I be flying out early in the morning because I got five ceremonies to do tomorrow. So, you know, I'm a wedding officiant. Like yourself, good sir. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. five ceremonies tomorrow. I got fifteen next Saturday, fam. Don't even trip off that five. See, <laughs> see, like that gotta be in Vegas. Like niggas come there to get married. Absolutely. Dog. Okay. Well, that's you yeah. I didn't. Out. I didn't think about like yeah. y'all do drive-through weddings in Vegas. Yeah, you thinking big church? You yeah. know, you thinking word of faith type? But nah, these be ten-minute ceremonies and everything. But um, you know, I keep stuff moving, and I got everything going with the black-owned directory. So you know, it's like. I always got my hand in some pot stirring. Yeah. You know, I don't rest much, but I get an adequate amount of sleep. How know? many kids you got, Mach? Three. Three. All boys. All boys. All oh, boys. Man. Yo. You got, got room kings. for one more. You need you need a little girl. I got nieces. <laughs> it's not the same. It's you not know, the same. Maybe a granddaughter one day, you know. But <laughs> nah, he's like, nah, not up over here. <laughs> I mean, not soon, son. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> Now, um, you mentioned um, the Black-Owned Directory. Can you tell people what the Black-Owned Directory is? Man, it's crazy because one day I was at work, and I was like, man, is there a Black-Owned Dry Cleaners in Vegas? And I was looking, and I asked my homeboy Derek, co-founder of the Black-Owned Directory, he's like, I don't, I don't think, I don't know none. So I was like, man, we need to create something where, you know, we can just find all Black-Owned businesses, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So we created the Black-Owned Directory, man, and that's just, that's how it birthed out of that whole thing of me trying to look and find and i finally found one like um two months ago finally found one man nice haberdashery man. ah shit i meant to go pick up my dry cleaning today <laughs> tomorrow gotta, yeah i gotta oh, i'll let george and wheezy get your dry cleaning so that's just how it all started man so we had a lot of plans for this year yeah um we started off kind of slow like 2016 2017 we kind of like got our llc and we kind of just got a little stagnant and whatever but we really picked up a lot of momentum like around the end of last year. And that's when we started doing a lot of more uh, promotional stuff and, you know, ran a couple ads on This Week in Culture. Shout out to you and Ant. Um, so, like, the events that we had planned aren't really possible right now with the social distance and everything. But we got some promotional ideas that we're going to be laying forward, you know, just looking to work with all black owned businesses across the country so you know if you're a black owned business check out the instagram go create a, a profile on black owned directory.com and you know we just promote black owned businesses out the blue though i just be online i'll find a black owned business and i just promote them i'm like oh who jay shooting what jay got going on he oh what's this some seasoning okay it was, shoot, shout I'm out to uh <laughs> shanny jays he just dropped her seasoning on the uh on the first which was what what's the yesterday name? that yesterday. was yesterday, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. sold out that's good. You know, sold out. And um, I think she re-upped um, or re-upped today, and I think that even sold out. 
I um, meant to. Uh, I was gonna try to get with y'all, man, Verge, to have him bring some of that, some of that uh, stuff up here. All the juice. Some of the yeah, juice. I yeah, I forgot. I meant to ask y'all. If, ah, but it's all good. So, uh, man, yeah, I just, I mean, I'm a big proponent and supporter of black-owned business. It goes back to what I was saying earlier about how you know uh, we got a lot of spending power. So with that power, we just need to make stuff happen. Like we need to, you know. I heard 19 Keys say, you know, everybody talking about equality. He said equity over equality because if we get equity, we can front our own equality. And yes. I was just like, yeah. Yes. That makes sense. We so gotta, much sense. We got to be able to leverage our, our resources, man. And a lot of the stuff that people just buy on just off the humble, like you said, spices, you don't, you don't really think nothing about it when you go to the grocery store and pick up spices. But I mean, if you found this shit fire. Like Jamaican spice, so I shot. Um, I I didn't even know I, I didn't even know the young lady initially. Um, um I got connected through a um a friend of a friend, um who actually she just called um was like yo I need some lighting for a shoot can I come by and pick up some lighting I'm like cool I got some lighting she's like you want to just come with me and set everything I'm like cool I just came to to watch you know what I'm saying she was popping she was just taking product shots and stuff like that. And um, I had my camera with me, and I started doing some video, and I got, then I got involved in the team, um, which ended up working out well. Um, but like I saw all these seasons, the seasoning I see, I literally with my own eyes and video recorded them getting made, um, opening the packages from Jamaica, like literally oh, from Jamaica, and wow. raw, um, chem not chemicals, raw um, materials come out and literally mix all these things that came straight from Jamaica. The packages with the one like with 30 different uh stamps on the bitches. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. this is not like some shit I got in at Easter Market and said this Jamaican. Like this literally was shipped over from Jamaica. Um the seasons are um, are pretty dope. And she's a pretty dope uh catering company too, catering business. Seamoss jails, the whole nine yards. I'm like, yo, you do it. And then when I when I uh, we start working again, I'm like, oh, like you like popping out here. <laughs> like I didn't yeah, you know. I, I didn't know how uh, you know, so I shot the um the soft launch um the other day and, and that shit was popping yeah that's good man i just love black owned businesses man like my my laundry detergent is black owned i bought some uh black owned um underwear from uh champ i don't know if y'all ever seen them online champ uh boxer briefs um i like buy everything man everything like i was just looking at all my cotton swabs black owned man i just i just love black owned businesses and supporting black owned above the you know you know, we all got homies that sell shirts and stuff like that. And I got partners that sell shirts and stuff. Like, it's easy to get somebody to come buy some food, you know, some black-owned restaurants or some black-owned clothing. But, like, we need to make sure, you know, we got black-owned everything. Man, did I have a beard point you towards a same Supreme products? Black-owned, um, great products. Like, he keep coming out so. with... I'm going to send you the information, man. Good brother. I've been here a few times. I use the... um. I use the beer bomb. I use the beer bomb when I, whenever I want like beard <laughs> again. That shit smell great. Um, I use the African shea butter, um, imported directly from Ghana. I use all the products. Um, he got black soap. He got black. The body wash is good too. Black soap that comes in a body wash, which I've never seen before, but it's fucking great. Um, ton, tons of, of product, man. AsimSupremeProducts.com. But I gotta send him your way or send you his way because quality stuff for sure. for sure i got you yeah i'm gonna check him out like 
just so many black on different products, man. I got me some Raycons. <laughs> the Raycons banging, man. That's what's up. So, yeah, I'm just, glad I know somebody physically who didn't use them, boys. Yeah, I meant I meant to bring them just to show you all what they was like, but I got I got them. I used them on the flight. Um, when I work out, I wear them. You know, they stay in your ear. Like what I like about them is you can control the volume. You can skip the track. You can start the track. You can stop the track, and you can you can summon Siri right there from it. Like so. You don't even need your phone. I, I love them. I love them. That's Our dope. Father's best Father's Day gift I got in a long time. Man, I just think it's dope, man, because um, in these times it seems like so. Like you know, we watching Lovecraft, right? And we yeah. they got the, like the guidebook. Mm-hmm. They would go to something, and be like, "Yo, is it safe for me to go there?" And typically, the safe places was black owned spaces, right? You know, what I'm saying this is like the digital version of a guidebook. Right. This is the black owned directory. Everything in there is going to be black owned. And if it's something in your city, in your town, because it's not just it's not just Vegas, it's not Detroit. It's any and everywhere that you can go to and find out. Now, is it a black place that do right. such and such? Um, they you, got some black delivery services um, here in the city now. Um, so you don't have to use Uber. You don't have to use um what you what you call that shit? Uber Uber Eats and like whatever, like Poshmark and DoorDash and, and all. Yeah. Okay, you can go through. Um, I mean, Hashcab. I didn't use them before. Hashcab for sure. I am Hashcab. Well, look at that. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate. <laughs> it. Nah, just I'm what just I need playing. to get my weekend started. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, every time I come across somebody I know and I can certify that they is black owned and that they legit, um, I'm a tag. Appreciate um, it, man. And I didn't even know that was you at first. Yeah, I had no, I, I didn't know. You a know lot of saying? people say that too, because I try to keep the entity separate just in yeah. case I wild out on my personal too much. You Fact. know what I'm saying? I kind of <laughs> try to keep them distant, uh, man. I understand. You know, I understand. I, I ain't too controversial, but I might piss somebody off one day because yeah. I, I, I'm, all, I'm a proponent of like everybody don't need to know how I feel about everything. You know, I can, I can be quiet. Everybody don't need to know how I feel. So I try to keep those entities separate. But you know, if I. Cause I, I still, I still to this day have more personal followers than I do business followers. So I'm trying to leverage it, you know, trying to push people over a little it's more. It's tough, man. It is, and it's tough, man. You would not believe how hard it is to help. How hard it is I've been pushing to try to help black-owned businesses, man. It's tough. Like I literally be begging people for me, like, yo, let me help you, please. It's tough, man. And I'm just like, I think what a lot of people have is a lot of skill in a certain area but they don't have any type of business acumen yeah. you know what i'm saying they don't have any type of business sense they like even like like a lot of the mom and pops uh restaurants and stuff they don't have like anybody in charge of like uh promotions and, or media or like print media so stuff be real spotty and sketchy and yeah. like ksw social media i've i plugged her up like everybody i see i'm like yo this is ran by an older couple they don't really know about Instagram. Can you please help them out? So I toss her alley-oops all the time. Whether they bear fruit or not, I just say, hey, they need your help. Yeah. Hey, they need your help because, like, these – like, <laughs> so in Vegas, we do black-owned business of the week because I'm on the radio there, and I can promote black-owned businesses in the city, right? You so, sure? Can you shout the station? Huh? Yeah, 88.1, KCEP, FM 88.1, Las Vegas. So we do a black-owned business of the week. We take two businesses. We do, like, a 60-second spot. And we'll just say, hey, send us two or three sentences about your company and we'll read it on air and we'll just send them your way. You know how hard it is for them to send me two or three written sentences, like a just a description. 
like hey who are you this is such and such 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 we sell this we're over here follow us on instagram here's our phone number and it's like pulling teeth trying to help these businesses be promoted for free when people are paying for this service so yeah i just like man like y'all need to find y'all little niece and nephew that be on the gram all day say here run my social media or something because it's tough yeah or write a bio because like i you know dealing with different people who come in and out here and doing interviews like yo can you send a bio and they won't have a bio or i don't know what that is or what's a bio or whatnot um and it, it's hard you know what i'm saying to to especially like so we got a guest that i don't organically know i don't know what to ask you right where you from i don't i don't know nothing about you can you send me a bio so i, I have some information so i can look before you get here i don't want to do a cold uh conversation with somebody because that's not the feel of our show and i hate when i see i can tell like y'all don't know each other you ain't never listened to this you can look like somebody got a sheet uh so you made a song called one mic <laughs> what was that about <laughs> did you have you purchased one mic or what happened did you lose the mic uh, what happened black republican like you know what i'm saying like i i, I, don't, I don't like that man um now uh you mentioned how long you been on the radio how'd that come about oh uh, man uh when i was younger i used to always listen to morning shows in the morning Tom Joyner was like the first morning show I used to listen to. I used to listen to him a lot when I was in high school. And then Ricky Smiley morning show, I used to listen to him all day. And I, it just clicked one day. I'm like, man, I want to do radio. I love radio. So um, I was trying to get on the radio in Saginaw and Flint for the longest. I couldn't get on. So um, one of my frat brothers, uh, he had a, a, a unique radio show down in Troy. WLQV 1400 AM. It was called For the Love of Sports. So it was a Christian radio station. Uh, his pops let him have uh, a one-hour show one Sunday out the month. So I actually used to come down here for the love of sports. We used to do the radio show. And then when I moved to Vegas, I'm like, I got to get on the radio. So I used to do drops on my homeboys' mixtapes. My cousin, Fee, my boy, Dub, they dropped mixtapes. And I used to play a dj character dj who that is and i used to do like little interludes and stuff just on there being funny so um when i got to vegas i sent out my uh my what they call an air check it's basically mm -hmm. a demo so i sent them my air check we do those here at shop talk podcast studios <laughs> if you're trying to get an air check uh book go to time. the go to the website and um <laughs> goddamn right book some time <laughs> absolutely so i sent them my air check and i got a call like less than a week later man and he was like yo i want to bring you in for an interview we got the rapping and that's how it happened I was okay. only in Vegas like three months. I'm like, I've been sagging all, all my life and couldn't get on the radio. I moved to Vegas three months, don't know nobody. And like, it was just divine, man. What so, made you move out to Vegas? Man, I was working for Coca-Cola here and in Bay City and I lost my job and they gave me a nice little severance. So you was like, I'm going to put this all on a crap table. <laughs> I'm saying, no, <laughs> let's head west. Because I used to live out there when I was younger for like a year and a half, sixth grade and part of seventh grade. And I just always wanted to get back. Um, as an adult so once I lost my job I had some money I said baby let's go so you know we got up and got out just trying to find a better opportunity it wasn't a lot of jobs in Saginaw at the time and I knew I wasn't gonna be making what I was making so I was like shoot let's just start fresh man that's a lot of faith a good man. Move. yeah it was a good move though man it was that's rough. a lot of faith yeah. um I always wondered man um if I or you or we uh can do radio you know what I'm saying I did radio for a little bit but like people gotta know it's you. It's like no, <laughs> like you gotta talk. Like, no, no, I was I was young though. Like yeah. I was like nineteen, twenty. I did gospel radio for like 
two years. Oh, word? Yeah. yeah. Dirtbag Dame? Deacon yeah. Dirtbag Dame? The 1440 <laughs> WMKM, Detroit's original 24-hour gospel station. Oh, that's what's up. We got similar <laughs> We got a similar route then. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. y'all could, though. Like, definitely. I mean, I definitely did start my own. I would rather do something like, back in like Sirius or XM. I don't want to. I don't know if I want to be like. I don't know if I can. Like, I don't know if I could. Well, let me rephrase that. I know I can. You don't know if you want to. But <laughs> I like I curse a lot on here. Now at work, I talk. I don't curse at all while I'm talking to uh, customers and shit like that, or you know, employees. Shit like that. But <laughs> like I. I don't know because in front of this mic, we we uncensored, so we be going in. Um, then again, like when you on a radio, like like public radio or like that mainstream radio, you're not talking in long interviews intervals like you are now. You know, yeah, you, you in and out the break sixty seconds unless you're doing an interview. They want to keep them breaks tight because they got to run ads and they want to run music. They like the people want to hear music, so. You're not you introing songs. Pretty much. Yeah. Front loading, back selling, and you know, you reading promos or whatever. You're not really just on there like you are Unless a podcast. You're a morning show. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only time you get or maybe something maybe a little bit of the the two to seven slot. Yeah, you know that, what I'm uh, drive time. They yeah. call that drive time. Um, but other than that, like Bushman ain't talking for for four hours. No. Man, it was interesting that you 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 said uh, when you got into radio and the people that you used to look up to, like Tom Droner and, and Ricky Smiley and stuff. Like, I think my favorite broadcaster um, of all time is Mason. Mason. Mason in the morning. Um, I mean, that was our our dry, our morning from shit niggas since I was a kid to like ninth, tenth grade. Um, Mason was like the epitome of a black radio host dj or whatever right as a kid growing up now granted you know my mom's worked down at the station so we would be down there and i was like intertwined with them to an extent like not for nothing nigga the coast for kids nigga me Dwayne, netta we was the first coast for kids we was the actual people on the poster like it was us like we didn't use the coat but they use us for coast for the very first coast for kids, like it was down us on the poster. You know what I'm saying? It used to be WJLB, the strong songs with the arm. With the, I know who arm that was. You know what I'm saying? Like I, we used to be in that. So I always like um had an admiration for them. So it was That's like a different relationship too. Yeah, but like as an adult, when Mason got off of WJLB and moved over to like 1027, well at the time one of the other channels it was like a sister station and in the morning time he would go through and break down a complete artist like yo we starting with sammy davis jr and for the the four-hour show will go from beginning to end and just give music history and he would have you drawn like i don't want to get out the car wow you know what i'm saying he would do that every day with somebody you know what i'm saying and just so much knowledge so much wisdom and he's still on the on the radio now doing it like He's on my bucket list of the the radio tours that we want to get. We had Sugar Ray in here. She's been doing it 20 years. Um, I need Mason in here. I sent an email or uh, a direct message, rather, uh, to Tune Up today. I heard him on the radio today. I'm like, yo, because Tune Up was like right there. He was on the morning show with Mason, Mildred, Gaddis, all of them. Tune Up is... Now, pardon my ignorance. Is this the same Mason from the Pistons game? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I figured. Yep. But I just wanted to make sure. Which is an is a a whole nother career lane wow. of national attention that he got from the D 
Detroit, Detroit like have you made that? Yeah, that was live. You know what I'm saying? And boop, 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 Billups, all that shit. I mean, and at a time where the Pistons were just like coming out of almost obscurity for so many years, like Mason was the voice of the palace. Yeah. So like Mason, Tune Up, and uh, some of them, like they don't know that they know me or, you know, they once whenever I get the, the chance to sit down with them, I can, you know, sure that up. But like, I really want to forget that. Even if I never mentioned, I want to sit down and talk to them because I was inspired by them and they are legitimate radio legends. Like on some radio hall of fame shit, Mason should be in there. You know what I'm saying? You think about all the people he didn't sat down with and grace the stages uh, and and interview stage with. And and then morning radio was a lot different back then when Mason was on because he would play music. But like if something was going on in the city that he wanted to talk about, like that's what the fuck the show was going to be about. If the schools was, you know, the teachers was boycotting or picketing, that's what the that's what the show was gonna be about. Man, they did like spoofs of different songs before, like you know, the shit that we look at now. Like I remember, um, "Me and Mrs. Jones" is a song, but when Clinton was going through the, it was Paula Jones. They did a whole little skits and shit like that. I don't know what other markets was doing because other markets, we didn't have access to other markets. Right. But what was going on here? Morning radio wasn't syndicated like it is now. Like the Breakfast Club is just, once they got rid of Coco and Foolish, they bought in the Breakfast Club. And that, that killed like most of the local syndication that we had. I mean, most of the local artists right. or, or market that we have here on the morning show in, yeah. in the Detroit area. It loses that feel. It loses that hometown feel when yeah. you listen to yeah. syndicated you got, radio. You'll see. Um, like they try to do the fake. You everybody know it's fake now. And they be like, um, so it'll be a, a little spot. Angelique, like, what's going on on Joy Road? Right, yeah. <laughs> like you didn't say Joy Road. Like you know what Joy Road means. Right, right. Like that's not that's not that's not that's not as the much same. as Angela be in the city. She should. She well, should she know. Angela probably know, but yeah. um, <laughs> when Charlemagne or, or DJ Envy say nah, it, Charlemagne be here enough too. But now, but like Envy, like. It's still, all three of them got property here, so I can't even say they don't be here. But it's just the same. Like, we know that y'all not here. Yeah. It's like a game from every market. They got that in every market. Like, film, we can tell them that they're not here. Right. Because, like, growing up, I thought that all the artists really just rock with us. All the drops. When, yeah. <laughs> now the drop is just a drop. Like, we know that you do 20 of them bitches. But it's like, nigga, Mason, day. Mason knows MC Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Right, but, you know, back in the day, you 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 probably actually had to know MC Hammer had to know you because right. this is a, a a big market for tours and 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 artists. So people come here like, yo, Bushman been on the air for like twenty five years, dog. Over that, over twenty five. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, shit, I've been out of Easy. high school twenty years. So I I remember when I was interning at JLB, I was like eighteen, nineteen. Bushman had been on the air a few years, like he was doing the evening slot. Then, so I mean, he had been on the air at least two, three years. Then, yeah. So it's like, um, if an artist who been coming here for years, you hit the major, the major radio station, you hit their morning show, like fam, you've been seeing the same person for thirty years. Yeah, you know this guy. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I got a relationship. Like, if it's rather it's like, um, big boy, big boy. You know what I'm saying in the neighborhood, or if it's sway or whatever, like. Fam, you know them people because y'all been going up there for X amount right. of years. Every album, I'm coming to That's D- the same media run. Yeah. Every every market, you make the same media runs. Speaking of doing radio, though, like it afforded me some great opportunities to meet some people that I've always looked up to. Like we was talking about, like I used to listen to Tom Joyner and Ricky Smiley all the time. Like I remember I walked in the studio and Ricky was just there and I didn't know he was going to be there. And it was just yeah. like, 
it's a great moment because from there we got to like because I had always uh, communicated with him like via, you know, whatever. I used to call into the morning show sometimes and, uh, you know, we was, we was Facebook friends and everything. But we had a chance to build like a genuine relationship to where, you know, like I can text him right now. You know, I text him a few weeks ago just to check on him, see how he was doing. I saw he was in the hospital and um, he had some things going on, but like got to meet like. And build relationship with like some more Bill Crawford and you know Bill Bellamy and just to see these people like you know I didn't build relationships with all of them but I got a chance to meet some of my my comedic heroes so to yeah, speak. Everybody man. come through Vegas. Everybody, everybody come through Vegas. Everybody. So I've never been to Vegas. I want to go. Really? Pull yeah. up, man. I had some more of that waiting for you. Oh, uh, that's <laughs> that's lovely. I might uh, I might be down there in December. My family decided to go down there for well, half of my family decided to go down there for Christmas. So um, depending, it's my birthday, man. Depending on um, that's what's up. I don't know how this new gig. If I if I if I if I accept the offer, right? I don't know how this new gig gonna shake out, but my family gonna be down there in uh in December around Christmas. So that'll be lovely. If uh you know we'll figure that out. Even if you can't link, let me know because if your family need like I don't know if they plan on cooking or if they are gonna get a chef or anything yeah. like that, they need a venue or whatever. Just let me know. I I point them in the right direction. Some gotcha. good black owned stuff. You know, <laughs> you know how I roll black yeah. owned. So let's just talk a little bit of, um about comedy and um. Being a stand-up comedian first, um, how long did you want to do that and what made you want to do it? Man, people have been pushing me to do comedy ever since I was younger. I never wanted to do comedy. It's a great Jay-Z impression earlier, <laughs> by the way. I know we didn't say nothing, but I, it was a really good Jay-Z impression. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> nah, um, I guess when I moved to Vegas... When I moved to Vegas, you know, I saw some opportunities. Everything like, happened on that move to Vegas. It man. did. That's why I think it was such a great move because, like, it opened up so many doors for me that I don't think would have happened if I'd have stayed here um, in Michigan. But um, you got to be careful who you tell, like, some of your dreams and aspirations to because somebody fact. may be able to help you with it. So um, if you're not ready to be held accountable, you might want to keep your mouth shut because yeah. – by chance, I'm walking out of Walmart. Well, I was walking in Walmart with me, my wife, and my children, right? And the lady was just kind of looking at my kids, and it was kind of weird. But on the way out, she was like, I think you just have beautiful children. You know, they should model. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, beautiful children. Yeah. They should model. Like, yo, here's here's the card. Come here on this day, and, and you know, we're going we gonna to try to hook them up with some modeling. I'm green as hell. I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, cool, my kid's from the model. That's called sex trafficking. <laughs> Run in the other so, so I go down to the little address, whatever we go in, and it's a, I ain't going to say it's a scam, but it wasn't what we thought it was. It, yeah. They basically was trying to sell us a photo package. They was trying to sell us a photo package. They wanted to get us wanted to get us to purchase these photo, these professional photos, headshots and stuff, and they was like, yeah, we'll link you with all these talent agencies. But the lady, the lady was like, so what do you do? And I was like, well, I do radio. And, you know, I was thinking about venturing into comedy. Just that one statement. She's like, oh, perfect. My my friend, he does comedy. Come out to his show at the Foundation Room at the top of the Mandalay Bay. And, um, you know, we'll comp you. Just come and then, you know, I'll link you guys up and then we'll see how it goes. So I went out to the show, had a great time. And then, you know, the dude called me the next day and was like, hey, we putting together this benefit for this dude Wilson that got shot. He don't have no money, no insurance or whatever like that. So we're trying to raise some money. So we're going to do a comedy show. So he was like, just give me five minutes. Cool, I can give you five minutes. I'll write some material. So I get there. I invited a whole bunch of people to my first <laughs> first show. I get there. The only people there are the people I invited. Wow. So in the comedy game, if the whole crowd here for you, you headlining, partner. So 
I go from doing my first comedy show like, oh, yeah, just do five minutes to, okay, now I'm going to bring up all these seasoned comedians and then you're going to close out the show. And I was like, fuck. So I'm up there. I'm basically just telling jokes. I ain't got no stage presence. You know, I ain't got nothing. But I did decent. You know what I'm saying? I didn't do great, but I did decent. So from there, I did my second show and I just killed it. And then it's just been, you know, a series of just comedy shows after comedy shows after comedy shows. Now, how old were you when you did that? Wow. I was 29, maybe 28, 29. This is like 2011. So I'm like 28 going on 29. Yeah. Okay. 28. Did my first show downtown Las Vegas. When the first, did you, have you ever bombed? Uh, Yeah. When was it? Honestly, first? I think I bombed when I uh, opened for Babyface and New Edition. Okay. That's I think an interesting I story. Let's hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I. I would say I bombed. Okay. Okay. But I don't think I, like, to my standards, I bombed. But it, it didn't go great, though. Like, I came out. Anybody ever thrown a chicken wing at you? Nah. <laughs> nah, nah. Nobody ever threw nothing at me. But these chicks, it was like four chicks. I wasn't ready. I wasn't prepared for this is all. They they were synchronized. You're not funny. I was like, oh, oh damn. Yeah. They hit me off with that, though. Oh, I was like, shit. all right, let me try to salvage the rest of this show. But, man, <laughs> you comedy. You're not cute. <laughs> <laughs> I started to say, you handsome hoes here together. This is a sexy <laughs> show. Why you handsome hoes here together? Uh, but I ain't even do that. But, I mean, I've had some bad sets, some real bad sets. But, you know. Yeah, I, I always love to see when people heckle the comedian and it goes the other way. Because, yeah. like, y'all do, this for, y'all do this for a living. Like, I'm just drunk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, a comedian eats you alive in the moment. Yeah, so sometimes it, it work out to the comedian's advantage, you know, especially if it's been the same guy heckling everybody. You kind of get prepared for it and everything. So, like, hecklers, man, it's just a part of the game. And just, like, the thing is you can't let them take you too far off your game um, unless you're just killing him. If you're killing him or her, then it's all good. Sometimes you don't even need to get back to your joke. They'll get, they'll get you in the middle of a joke, and you just get to getting them. And then you don't even have to finish that joke because whatever you're doing over there, your crowd work or, you know, responding to a heckler, if it's funny, who cares? They don't yeah, care about your rhythm. You just want to laugh. You want to be entertained. They be like, oh, this nigga funny. He, and he quick on his feet. <laughs> right, I right. want to see him. I want to see him again. Yeah. yeah. So comedy's strange, man. It's, it's not. You got to be quick on your. Yeah. You got to be quick on your feet. You, you got to be, be quick with it. And you and and a, a thing that I always look when it come to comedy shows, or if I ever go to a comedy show where, with a woman, like I'm real conscious of where we sitting, right? Because I don't want to be, you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm good to be late. I'm good to be have a good little buzz going to right. me. So I ain't, I ain't all in my right. And the last thing I need, hey, that, I'm a big yellow nigga, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the Indeed. last, yeah, and that's the last thing I need for well, somebody you, to to throw out while I'm drunk. Yeah, when we in Detroit though, they they all got a, a healthy fear, like a re, like they'll clown you, but if you ain't heckling, they'll be they'll get you with a couple jokes, but then they kind of be like, and they'll hit you with the joke like, "Now we are in Detroit, man." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They always make the the, the the violent. Like I love comedy. You know right. what I'm saying? Like I love going to comedy shows. Um, like I'm, I'm really heavy into it, right? Um, so growing up, what was that stand up special for you? Probably Martin, you so crazy. Oh, that's a good one. Probably Martin, you so crazy. That's, that's a like, good one. cause like honestly, like Eddie Murphy's. I was too young when Eddie Murphy yeah. was like in the height of his stuff, but like 
around like early 90s i'm like 11 12 you know what i'm saying i'm yep. sneaking watching it and stuff so that's them was the jokes i was memorizing and i watched comic view all the time man so comic view used comic to be view so good back then comic view and Def comedy jam niggas Fantastic. don't realize how good comic view was when dl hughley and yeah. cedric was hosting them yeah, shits. man that they was, was good every time they came on coco and foolish are coco and I don't want to minimize them, but they are Coco and Foolish because we, we seen them motherfuckers on Comic View. Yeah. So when you want to see on the, like, nigga, you a star. You can go on, like, we look at you differently. You were on TV. I mean, Coco was on, was killing it on Def Jam when she Jam. was taking the shit yeah. out of her bra. I remember like, Foolish, though. He said, I walked up, he said, I went over to this girl's house and her screen, though, stanked. Man, <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember all, I remember everybody, and I get a chance to meet these people now, and I tell them, like, man, yo. You are hilarious. I've been watching you since I was, I remember I was in Northland and there was this one comedian. He's not even super famous. I think his name might've been Horace, but light skin cat. Light skin. Yeah, I, yeah. Got, I got a DVD from him. <laughs> Bro, I remember he, he was trying talking. to holler at my girl afterwards too. Well, yeah, we can jump him. I don't play no games. But like, I, I'm just a student of the uh, art. I love, like you say, I love comedy, man. I could watch comedy all day long, man. I like, forgot how good comic you used to be. Great, bro. It was great. I grew up on that, man, when we had cable. <laughs> you know, when you talk about your, Martin, you so crazy. I remember, like, we used to take family vacations. My mother's from Jersey. So it wouldn't be shit for us to, like, we dry down in the summertime. So, like, if my grandparents or something get sick, you know, it wouldn't be for her. That 12 hour drive wasn't shit. Like, right. she tell us on Thursday, hey, we going to Jersey on Friday. Y'all ain't going to school. We pack up, leave at five in the morning by time, you know, Mid afternoon, early dinner time, we in we in Neptune. So I remember on those drives when my parents thought we would sleep. My dad used to play these Robin Harris tapes, like the the Bebe's kids yeah. and all that. And I just remember like faking like I was sleep just so I could hear, you know, just just to hear the jokes from Bebe's right. kids. Yeah, that's funny. Is it? Woman so ugly need two tickets to go to the zoo. <laughs> one to get in and one to get out. Yeah. <laughs> Robin uh, Harris hilarious. Was a fool. Was yeah. a fucking fool. I remember listening to those tapes. Um, similar situation. My family we would go down to Tennessee. Thanksgiving, Tennessee, 4th of July. And um, my dad would play. He had the records, but he put them on tapes. Bill Cosby. Yeah. Like, I I, I literally grew up. Like, I get everybody who are attached to him because of the Cosby show. Mm -hmm. But I listened to all his comedy records. And was good shit. Legitimately good hilarious. Shit. Yeah, he was. Like, he was a great fucking storyteller. Very descriptive. You can see that. I mean, he he told the story so so good that Fat Albert came out of the stories. Right. You know what I'm saying? That was Bill Cosby telling the stories. Of like Bebe's kids yeah. came from Robin Harris' joke. Facts. Yeah. And, and it's my brother and my cousins and me. It was we, funny. Bebe's kids. Well, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you said that on the podcast that one time because my homeboy Justin. His dad and Robin Harris were best friends. And he told me, he said, Baby Kids was about him and his sister. <laughs> that, it probably it's a was collection like, of all y'all. Like, like, I'm tired of all these badass kids. <laughs> and like, That's funny, man. So who are y'all favorite comedians? Um, besides me, of course. Me personally, uh, <laughs> my favorite comedian and my goat is Dave Chappelle. Um, I love Dave. I think Dave, Every time I've seen him live, he just, he murdered it. Uh, he murdered like it. He's genius, though. Yeah. He's 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 special. Yeah. Like he's in that upper echelon. Like, you know, you talk about, oh, Dame Lillard's good, but then you got the Michael Jordans over here, yeah. you know. I love Chris Rock. Um, Chris I, Rock. I love Chris Rock. Like, from back in the day, Chris Rock. Even though still Chris Rock now, but, like, Chris Rock has been something different, special. And 
I don't know what the color called intelligent black humor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Kind of cerebral, but in your face still. Um, clearly like the, the you so crazy. My, my older cousins used to watch it all the time. And when we watched Def Jam, we was at their house cause they had cable <laughs> <laughs> and, um, my parents used to uh, bowl on Friday nights. So on Friday nights, we was over there. My auntie used to go. So we would stay home over there and watch Def Jam. Right. But they was giant. Watch Martin, the shit y'all not supposed to be watching. Martin fans <laughs> and you so crazy. And like that shit was like everything. Yeah. Toothpaste. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Use your vowels. <laughs> you know, I'm just chilling. Chilling like a motherfucker. Chilling, 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 chilling. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Martin was just like, like the shit. Yeah, the pinnacle. Yeah. But, um. Like it's didn't change. Like I, I enjoy like some obscure com- comedians. Like I love Dominique. Dominique is so fucking funny, dog. Man, I told her about you too when I did that show with her. Man, it was like she was. I got to see her work for like the first time in person. So man, like I just love to see like comedians work a crowd. I love to see them work the stage, man. And I just be like, I be proud, man, because I feel like that's a, a a member of my fraternal order, man. It's just like I I never like to see a comic bomb, man. It hurts, it pains me to see a comic just bomb, and I'm just like, and I like all type of comedians, so I like that cerebral shit, but I like uh, Arnez J. Yeah, he's silly. Like, as that shit. motherfucker is gonna, he will work for the fucking laugh. Yeah, it's nothing he won't do for the fucking laugh. Tony Roberts, Lavelle yeah. Crawford, yeah. Tony um, Roberts is hilarious. Lavelle. Like some of these niggas, like Mike Bonner, you know what I'm saying? Like these are like, these is legendary comedians. You know they who I fuck not, with? Howie Bell. I think that nigga's nigga, funny as hell, too. He was in, Howie Bell's been in here. Yeah. Mike Bonner has been in here. Um, Mike Bonner sell used cars somewhere. And that's not <laughs> like a knock. <laughs> like you can literally get a used car from. Still currently? Yes. Like Mike Bonner. Where at? I'm gonna go buy some. <laughs> it's it's, go somewhere, it's somewhere in Southfield. He everywhere. He on uh, you know, he on the He hustling. He be hustling. Man, he talked about that midget coming out in that two thousand dollar Versace suit, though. Man, man, I, man, I'm telling you, I remember everybody who ever been on Comic View. Just, I don't know why, but I do, and I get a chance. Deion Cole him. used to be on Comic View, killing it. I like Deion Cole a lot, man. He got that. He got a sneaky. Yeah, he um, he absolutely. Funny. His special that was on Netflix was hilarious. Absolutely. Slap. <laughs> we talking about like the a plan. <laughs> talk, talking about the bitches having uh deodorant on their titties. I'm mad because I wrote that joke. I wrote that joke um years ago. I, I'm not saying he stole it from me, but like I feel like I can't tell that joke no yeah, more because everybody yeah. gonna think I got it from him. But I told that joke years before I ever heard him say it, and I was just like, "Come on, family!" But you know what they say. No ideas original. There's nothing new under the sun. It's I remember what you do, but how it's done. I remember <laughs> watching a video that you did when you was talking about you was going over some old lady house and she had them peppermints <laughs> and you threw them bitches on stage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was the Werther's original. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. man, that was that was a show I did with Dominique and Shang and Evan Lionel. That was Shang a great show. A, he outlaying beast. I've worked with Shang several times, man, and he's like a consummate comedic professional. And what I like that Shang does is he always. If you're willing to listen, he'll school any young comedian like within the earshot. Like he'll always, he'll always, you know, what I'm saying, try to put you up on game on things to do. And he's helped me out a lot in my career. And he also told me that like those Comic View comedians was making like seventy five dollars a show. Yeah, damn. I was like, ouch. BT was Def doing Jam, niggas dirty, and Def Jam didn't do good to the people either. I blame Russell Simmons. Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, Russell owed a lot of niggas money off that. Shout out to Nick Cannon because I'm sure them folks on Wild and Out getting paid. Well, they, was getting paid. Yeah. So. They actually was getting paid. I know they paid. was getting broke off. 
I mean, maybe maybe niggas saw money with Def Comedy Jam like on DVDs streaming. You probably getting a maybe little not. Bit of- no, that's what they that's what they they want the money from the the DVDs and the streaming. Like, yo, this is all our jokes, and you you not giving us you ain't make nothing. We didn't get no money off that shit. You gave us the I don't know hundred two hundred dollars. You know. Oh, and that was it. Yeah. Oh no, that ain't right, Russ. Only <laughs> thing that you know I can see the positive came off of that. Like, okay, now. That you got that credit now, you can go and say, "Hey, I'm from not coming BET's to do your venue for less than." Yeah, exactly. From you can put that on the flyer now. You know, BET's Comic View, Def Comedy Jam. So now well, you can for, charge a little extra, but for only well, you could, but now. But you got to stay hot. You got to stay hot. Kids these days, like, what well, fuck is Comic View? <laughs> for real, is, uh, they didn't grow up with that. Like, nah, we did. nah, that's and that ain't no. <laughs> your son, like, man, I watched whatever, <laughs> whatever. I watched last comedy, last comic standing. That's mm-hmm. how I found Corey Holcomb 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, love Corey saying? Holcomb. Uh, that's where uh, <laughs> that nigga's a nut. Stupid, bro. What's uh, what? Amy Schumer came from that. They was on the like on that same season, like when she was like an amateur. Like, oh, they came through uh, last comic stand. It was a bunch of people who who are out here now. Um, like what's the the, the Ralphie Simmons? Yeah, I'm about to say what's the fat uh Mexican dude? Oh, Gabe. Uh, Gabriel Iglesias, yeah, yeah, he came from there. Um, it's a whole bunch of people, and wow. I watch that shit every fucking season. Like, wow, um, like I want it all. Shout out to like, um, I mean, I used to go be down at Coco's House of Comedy, like on Fridays. Like, Foolish got his own show he do on uh, on Fridays too. Matter of fact, Word. it's I'm on the East. Come out, um, spend a weekend here one day. Oh man, yeah. we come out and see you for <laughs> sure. Um, what's the comedy joint right here on on Southwestern? Uh, I mean, on Northwestern Punchline. Punchline. Um, I hosted a couple of events there, but like Punchline be having legitimate like national people there. You know Chico Bean, Carlos Miller, Corey Holcomb, funny. Yeah. been there. He was there last well before pandemic. I did a show with Chico, Carlos, and DC and Flint like two years ago. Man, was it eighty five South show? Then? Yeah, Chico yeah, but they, they actually did. Fuck, they actually did all stand up though. It was all stand up, man, and it was. An amazing show. I was shocked at like how funny because I had never seen them actually do like a set, a stand up set. Yeah. And man, those guys are Chico, one of my fave right now. Yeah, I like love Chico the, being uh, like Chico. He's legitimately funny though. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And he give different material every single time. It's not the same material. Like I didn't see him perform live twice, and then the eighty five South show that they they drop on. Um, they used to drop the entire show, so they'll come out individually do a set. And then they'll do their podcast show. And like every city that they went to, like he's legitimately funny. And I seen him live and I still laughed. Like I think Chico and Carlos was kind of different because I believe they was doing stand up before. Yeah. Like they didn't have to transition. Car- I remember Carlos from um from last comic standing. Carlos and um the dude last name Clayton, who been on the show. Clayton English, is that his name? But he's been on the 85 South show the last couple of days. Light skinned dude from, from Atlanta too. Both of them was on there and he ended up winning this the season. Wow. But I always thought Carlos was funny and Carlos, you know, clearly he's doing his thing. Yeah, man. It's crazy because you get a lot of comedians. Well, people, funny people who try to transition into comedy and they don't always work well. Yeah. But, you know, shout out to DC because he he made it happen, man. Yeah. Um, I'm a, y'all, y'all follow corporate. The dude from Chicago, he uh-huh. do a lot of storytelling, man. But he's, I don't know if he does stand-up, but he's funny. He do like a uh, uh, Chicago, Chicago be like or something. But he do all these like little skits and stuff where he be like narrating the story. And it's always funny. I'll show you before we leave. But I, I like, I'm a fan of like 
what they call like the internet comedians and stuff yeah. like that. They funny. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm funny is funny, man. Like not everybody can do stand up, but you can you can make some funny stuff on on Instagram. I'm with it. I'll follow you. I'll support man, you. I think I can't think of my man who just passed. If I'm not mistaken, he's from Chicago, but his um stick for lack of a better term was it was on comic view a bunch of times he'd go up there and doing a drunk talk like uh tyler craig yeah more of the story is yeah yeah with uh, the long locks yeah 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 man he just passed this year yeah, too man, man. But i loved him dog it was funny like, when you seen him i'm like yo his punchlines used to be killer the moral of the story is yeah that man shout out to tyler craig man yeah man um of course bernie um, yeah. Of course, Cedric Entertainment was my fave for a while. Mine, man. mine as well. Um, I just like I, just, I like his style was so, of comedy, and the Kings of Comedy was just like so good. And Steve it was Harvey, so good. Steve Harvey was the host. He wasn't the king. <laughs> he was. He, he was blessed to be there. I mean, no, he was the host. He invited them out to the stage. Like the Kings of Comedy would have. He was just. He was just doing in in between. Like break. technically, the Kings of Comedy are Bernie Mac, Cedric Entertainer, and D.L. Hughley, and. Steve was the host of the show. Right. He came out first, warmed the crowd up, introduced somebody. They go out. He keep the crowd entertained and like, oh, the king. Right. <laughs> it was a good. It was a good show. Shout out to DL, man. Uh, I didn't realize how big of a DL fan I was until I watched his uh, Netflix joint. It ain't on there no more. It's called Contagion or something like. Oh no, mm -hmm. Contrarian. Yes, Contrarian was so good, and I was like, man, this dude is still just at the top of his game. And I've all I was a fan of his back when he was on uh, Comic View with mm -hmm. the part. You know yep. what I'm saying? Was the host of Comic yeah, View? Exactly. I remember before he was the host, but like he's he's hilarious, man. And I'll just like follow his career. Do you man. remember when they had the competition? Who was going to be the next host of Comic yeah, View? Absolutely. And it ended up being Cedric. Yep, absolutely. Also, I want to make sure I get his, give him his just doing comedy, Sinbad. Because I was a giant Sinbad fan. And Sinbad was the fucking man. I don't know if people realize that. He was the man. Sinbad had hella HBO specials. Hella yeah. HBO, HBO specials. HBO specials, TV, movies, the whole nine. Didn't Sinbad. he have a show? Yeah, I vaguely he did. remember he, did. he had Ray like J was on the show. Yeah, yeah Ray J was you're right. On the show. You're right. That's Shout why he left, he left uh, a different world to get his own show. And the show didn't pan out. Shout out to Sinbad, though, because... Um, I've actually went to a couple of his shows and he'd been to the radio station. I've been backstage and just get a chance to hear him tell stories and whatnot. But his his comedy shows used to be like real big productions. Remember he came out, he was on the campus or was it uh Morehouse. Morehouse yeah. campus. Mm -hmm. And he came out and you know what I'm saying? And like when he did uh Son of a Preacher Man, he had yep. the stage set up like his old crib, man. Yeah. It's like real deal big productions. It's wild because um like I remember watching them comedy specials with my family. Like my mom and my dad sitting on the couch and we was watching all that together. He it was, was clean, but it was still it funny. It was still too. funny. Yeah. Still it was still black. Like right, you could right. tell it was like it, we had the, the rice splash nigga in there. Right. But it was still I just wasn't cursing. Right. Like, right. Other, everything else. I'm like, yo, Sinbad hilariously funny, dog. And he cussed off stage. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> Shout out to Sinbad though, man. He's a consummate professional. I heard him tell a story about how he was about to get he was in Detroit. I ain't gonna tell this story. This that man's story, and he told it backstage. So I ain't gonna tell it. But shout out to Sinbad. I almost got. <laughs> I don't know what he got going on. Now, so I, ain't, I ain't even gonna do you like that. I almost did. We'll almost talk about did. that when the mics turn off. <laughs> for real. So how does COVID thing been um, impacting for you, comedy wise? Are you? Oh, it hit me. It hit me hard, bro. It hit me hard, and um, not only did it hit me hard just because of the comedy, but the, the wedding chapel was closed. Mm. All the wedding chapels, and then the bureau where they issue the licenses was closed so like i couldn't come marry nobody in their backyard so it impacted me 
heavily. So to offset that, my nine to five was offering overtime. So that kind of, you know, kicked in. But like I hadn't done a comedy show since March when I did the comedy show with Dominique and Shang them. Um, I hadn't done another one until Juneteenth. Mm. So we go from like March 6th to Juneteenth. And then I'm just like, comedy is one of those things where you got to keep doing it to stay on top of your game. You know, yeah. timing is everything. And then, you know, and it was just, it's a lot of moving parts that go with doing a good set. So it was, it was tough. But after the Juneteenth show, I didn't do another one for a while. And then my man, shout out to my man, Tron. He approached me, said, yo, let's do a weekly show. We can do this. I got these California comedians. I know I got good relationships. We'll bring them out. You know what I'm saying? And just, I'll let you run it. But, you know, we're going to do a show every Wednesday. So that's been my saving grace now is I'm able to do jokes, try jokes, work on timing, and just mess with the crowd and so everything. You, so you host it? Do you host each yep, night? I host every Wednesday. Man, um, it used to be a spot um I used to go through on Mondays and um Kool-Aid was what was Oh man, didn't he just have a birthday yeah, like two birthday days ago? Yeah. Shout sorry. out to Kool-Aid, man. And of course he had um uh, um the keyboard lounge. Um, yeah, Bakers. Bakers. Um but way back in the day on Mondays used to be a spot we used to go through. And like I don't well, y'all probably know, but like when you a host of an event, um it don't, it's not like impactful, I guess, in that moment, but like 10, 15 years ago, like you are a part of somebody's story. And somebody would be on a microphone like, yo, we used to have this spot on Wednesdays. It was called um Wednesday as fuck. And I got my first, I got my first time. And yeah, Macho, you know, he kind of walked me through. Like, you literally gonna be a part of somebody's story, or somebody gonna be like, yo, I got my first start here. Wow. And like that, it happens all the time. Cause like I, I listen to um I, I enjoy com- comedians and hearing their stories because they always have a very interesting interesting humble beginnings a lot of times and especially those who come up in the scene together so I listen to like Jerry Seinfeld and Eddie Murphy talk and they'll remember these small rooms that they were both in yeah, oh yeah. remember such and such the guy that oh man he was so funny like you know what I'm saying it's like when you judging funny. It be some funny motherfuckers who ain't never touched the stage, True. and everybody just know this nigga is funny. Um, but like they don't, they don't never touch the stage, and they and you could be a joke writer and never write and never write a joke, never touch the stage. I actually wrote like my first joke for somebody else because it was a uh, one of the jokes has the n word in it, and it's like I never use it. I don't use the n word at all, um, but. I thought of something funny, so I wrote a joke for one of my homeboys. I ain't going to say his name or nothing, but I wrote a couple jokes for somebody, and I never thought I would do something like that, but I thought it was funny, and I was like, I can't tell this joke. So I just kind of gave it to him, and he ran with it, and he was like, and I was nervous to give it to him. Like, hey, man, I told him, I sent him a text, like, man, I wrote a couple jokes for you. He said, word, send them over. Because I was like, I first asked him, I said, anybody ever wrote for you? He was like, nah, I write all my own stuff. I was like, man, listen, I got a couple jokes. He's like, send them over. And then when he sent him over, like I texted to him, and then there was like this pause. I'm like, oh man, he think this shit weak. So he called me. He's like, bro, man, this shit funny as hell. I'm like, okay, cool. So I was like, man, maybe I could do this. Man, it's a it's a comedian. He don't live here. He from here, but he don't live here and shit. Uh, he came in here and uh, with Muddy and, and Cool Breeze one time. It was a couple years ago. We were still downstairs. We was bouncing some ideas around and shit. You know what I'm saying? And um. Say, man, that's a real cool idea, blah, blah, blah. And then he ended up calling me. 
And uh, we chopped it up. He's like, man, I want to do this skit. And I walked this whole thing through him like, yo, listen, this would be extremely funny if you do this. Boom, 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 boom. Never heard from the nigga again. I get online and I see the whole fucking shit. <laughs> I'm like, damn, nigga. Like, really, my nigga? Like, <laughs> you heard from him. Hey, <laughs> you heard from him. Shit. Like, damn, the whole thing. Like, I mean, I'm not getting on stage, but right. like, I, the, he, he told the skit on stage. You know what I'm saying? So wow. he took the idea for the skit and did it as a joke. I'm like, well, I mean, I could have shot it. I could have. <laughs> you could have had me involved some kind of way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, it's all good. I know you said you hate a thief. That's what you, you hate a thief, man. <laughs> you know but joke, joke thievery is real in these streets. That's why you don't see a lot of comics with a lot of material out there on um, different platforms. Like, I don't put a lot of my jokes out. You know, I just, I send them to the homies, whatever. I think it's a good clip. I was like, what you think about this, bro? You know what I'm saying? I sent Jay clips just like, you know, what you think about this? And I'll tell you if it's not <laughs> funny, though. Cause yeah. niggas really be stealing. Yeah, yeah. Like some some big comedians, like big comedians steal from little comedians, man. So big podcast steal from smaller podcasts. Speak on it. You feel me? <laughs> Go to speak lot. on it. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's, it's one of we the see it happen every now and again. <laughs> and that's I mean, like y'all ever seen Kevin Hart? Like y'all ever been to a Kevin Hart show? I have. Just like, about every time. I mean, like here. the big stadium shows. Like yeah. I never got a chance to see them in like theaters or you know Kevin in Hart smaller set. Kevin Hart came niggas. to my school. Kevin Hart came to Northwood University when I was there. He did a set, and then afterwards we down there by the little uh, like the Commons area, and he just out there just chilling. Him and Naeem. Naeem had long locks at the time and everything, and everybody just over there roasting each other. Kevin Naeem just roasting folks. They were getting roasted. Man, we just had a good time. This is. This is pre-soul playing. I think Paper Soldiers might have been out, but this fucking was, hilarious movie. This by is the way. early in his career. I think Kevin Hart is hilarious. His first two specials were by far the greatest to yeah. me. Um, he's just in a different. My mom told me to tell you. My kids love that joke. <laughs> my kids love that joke. My youngest I man. I listen to um the Plastic Cup Boys. They, they funny. Uh, they um they radio show. Or podcast and they they do the they put the clips on YouTube, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I hear them talking about old shows. Him and Naeem talk about colleges and shit all the time. So like yeah. that story like that, they they might fuck around and talk about it, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And um, like I I don't know why Kevin gets so much flack, dog. Like I think man, like he shouldn't get any flack from a fellow comedian. Like if 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 you just you know a listener and whatever you don't like his stuff you don't like his stuff that's fine everything ain't for everybody but like like comedians need to champion for that man because he's like doing stuff that ain't Ooh. been done at his level before like before like his level was only like met eddie by murphy. probably like eddie murphy like he's like transcended all of that man like he's doing great things man so i mean who actually put their actual friends on never don't don't leave them and actually put them on and have them set them up for themselves not like Yo, I'm bringing these niggas along with me. Right. He y'all, put y'all them in individuals who, who. He did the LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> he LeBron right. his homies. Yeah. Yep. He LeBron his homies. So, man, I'm shout out to Kev, man. I ain't got nothing. And they bad playing to say tonight. About, yeah, the game yeah, on now. Yeah. Okay. Um, what you think about Andrew Shows? I don't know nothing about him. Right. That's the dude that be on with Joe. Is that the dude that be on? Is he no, a comedian, Charlamagne. Though, right? He Charlamagne. I'm sorry. Yeah. Was a brilliant idiot. Yeah, yeah. Young. yeah. I don't know anything about it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say, kind of. I don't know anything about any white comedian, and that ain't just the pro black in me. That's probably the pro black in me. I don't know. And I don't dislike white comedians, but like all my favorite comedians are black, and sprinkle a little maybe Gary Owen in there. 
Um, you listen to Brilliant Idiots? Nah. Okay. All I listen to is stuff that's recorded out of these uh, four walls, the blue and the black. Only podcast I listen to, B. I appreciate it. <laughs> we appreciate it. <laughs> Get on the lay down, B. You want me to listen to your shit? You got to record here, baby. Uh, the Most reason the I uh, asked about Andrew, um, Andrew, cool. He and like so, his podcast presence and his stand up presence um, are two totally different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a he's a really really good stand up comedian. That's what I hear. Um, and he broke the mold, and he was like. On some on some some ownership type shit, like I was shopping some shit. They wouldn't they wouldn't they wouldn't bite. So I'm gonna do it myself. And he literally started putting all this material on YouTube, um, on uh, weekly. Uh. He shot a whole special. He shot the special himself. Tried to sell it to networks. They was like, no, nah, we don't want it. So we he chopped it up, and he did. I think he did like um six different um clubs in one night and shot a whole thing. So he went from cab to cab. But he was like, so. A lot of people don't put their material out there because they didn't get stolen. But he was like, I'm going to break the mold. I'm going to put that shit out there because people want the content. Right. And then his YouTube and everything blew up and he's nine millions of views and it's boom, boom, boom. So then he went back for a new special and then they wanted to buy it for the same price. He, for like, he asked for like a million dollars before. They was like, no, no fucking way. So then when they came back after he got shit popping, it was mm-hmm. like, well, here, we, we'll give you this million dollars. Price went up. Yeah. The price of the million dollars. The million dollars was for, for, for last, last year. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this not, time I need one point five. Now I'm out there. So I don't know. But like so he doing this thing um on the comedy game, on the merch game, on a freaking Patreon game. This thing got eighty thousand Patreon subscribers. That's, Think about that though. Even if they pay two dollars a month. That's one sixty. A month. A month. That's residual. good money. Yeah, that's, that's good residual. money. Made his other podcast. Um, like he's doing a lot of things, but he did it on some. Uh, I'm gonna kind of bug the system, and right. because people don't do that, and like you know how the streaming shit is, niggas putting a lot of content out. Yeah, he's like well now I got to better myself. I got to make new jokes. And uh, when I started actually listening to his stand up, because I listened to the podcast for a while, and I knew who he was before I actually listened to his stand up. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. I wasn't expecting this love, this thing. Like he legitimately kills, and yeah, I don't even. And similar to yourself, I don't like a lot. Uh, I don't relate with a lot of with a lot of comedians <laughs> from different cultures. You I, know what I'm saying? You just I love, like me, man. I love the jokes though. Yeah, like I'm I'm a lad. Anybody, I watch it, but like all of it don't hit with me. Yeah. There's only like two white comedians I can think of. You said Gary Owens. I like Ray Lepowski. I think he's like really funny. I know some comics personally that, you know, aren't like national names and stuff that are white, but that are hilarious. I booked Jeff, him on my show. Jeff Hortz, he from here, the uh, white dude, but he from Detroit. This nigga funny as fuck. Yeah, never like, heard of him. Um, he be out here with, with CP and everybody, and like, he he's fucking hilarious. I seen CP out in Vegas, man. CP did a set at this spot where I perform uh, called the Blue Martini. CP, tow it up, man. CP, like... I don't. I think people are sleeping on CP. He is hilarious, man. Like, like he, le- he like legit star. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying. He got it. He, he got, got a couple it. shows in the work. Like yo, CP has that it thing. He was yeah. on the Detroiters uh, yeah. show. Yep. They show, put him uh, in there more for season two because like yo, where's CP at? Man, he's a beast. Like y'all ever watch like all deaf digital? Some yes. of the stuff oh, they yeah. do. I that should be hilarious. Man, me too, man. Like one <laughs> New Year's Eve, man. I watched uh, those great debates for like four hours straight, bro. 
They be just debating on the craziest stuff. Best what's, cereal. What's the best Mexican what's, food? What's, best what's hot the sauce? Guy? Teddy. I can't think of Teddy right. Hunt. No, not Teddy. Uh, Which one? I know what you're talking about. The fat boy Teddy. There's yeah. only one of them on there. It's a lot of fat niggas on there. Yeah, Doughboy. And Kev on stage got you a such a fucking... Like, every time <laughs> a man walk in the room, he, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I watch, like... That's my shit. Yeah, I, I I rock with them, man. They funny, yeah. man. I like I and like they, what they doing over there, man. They dad jokes. They get they they sit yeah. down in front of each other and sit dad jokes until the somebody dad jokes laughs. is hilarious. Yeah, man. I got a dad joke for you guys today. <clears throat> so look, y'all know I like dad jokes and shit, right? Yeah, you, yeah, you like probably, the you like the corny ass dad jokes. I man. do because they'll be funny. So listen, some of them do be. I like some of them man. because I like dad jokes so much. I like puns. You know right. what I'm saying? So I had sent um. 10 puns this is gonna be bad to the <laughs> no really this is real life i sent 10 puns to the detroit free press to see if they will publish some you wrote your own puns yeah oh okay no pun intended but um <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended come on man hit hit, hit, hit the rim shot hit, hit, hit the <laughs> no pun intended anyway um he had uh, me too like, yeah. how'd that work out for uh, you like, yeah no pun intended so any event dog um i think that's dope man um he just caught you slipping. That's that's it wasn't even funny. He just caught you slipping. So the thing with the dad <laughs> jokes is this though they started off as a uh I be like I like laffy taffy jokes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, be I like, always look at the jokes. They're like, yo, that's that. kind of funny and shit. And so one day I was at work and um I said one of them little corny jokes or some shit. And um my coworker, I was like, nigga, I should go for I don't I was like, don't make me go find a dad joke calendar. <laughs> what and I went and I did on Amazon, I did it. So then it start, it was like a it was like a running joke, right? So then I'm like, I'm going to start posting these bitches on the internet. You'd be surprised every single day how many motherfucking... <laughs> like, oh, oh, this is a good one. Like She's trying to laugh for wearing some penis. Everybody, y'all. <laughs> well, it's a lot of... <laughs> it be, you'd be surprised how many people enjoy these fucking dad jokes. Okay? Okay. All right. That'd be the, the, my I, man, I enjoy them. I don't respond to all of them, but I always look like when I see it on there. Because they're not funny. I'm they're not funny. <laughs> hey, some of them hit. Hey. Even if I don't respond, sometimes I like them. They, 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 they good, man. Okay. Yeah, don't be, don't be that guy, dang. <laughs> yeah, I am man. that guy. Don't I am that guy. <laughs> anyway, man, I appreciate you coming through, man. Thanks for having it me. It means a lot, my brother. You Plug know. all your socials. Where can people find you? Uh, Currently, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. At Comedian Macho. Um, if y'all really trying to get connected with some of these black-owned businesses, or if you are a black-owned business, make sure you hit us up at Black-Owned Directory. Uh, BlackOwnedDirectory.com. Create a profile. Let people find you. And, you know, hit us up. We'll promote your business for you for free. We don't want nothing. That's love. <laughs> I got kicked off Facebook almost three years ago. Um, <laughs> How did you get kicked off Facebook? They wanted a name verification, like, you know, send us a picture of your ID or whatever. So what I I sent them some some comedy show flyers and some uh, I got some uh magazine subscriptions. You know what I'm saying? Say Macho Black got my address. I black my address out, and, and they say, okay, we're looking into it. And in the meantime, you can't log in. So it's been three years since they've been looking into it. Uh, fuck it me. is what it is. Fuck yeah. Facebook. I just miss going live on Facebook. I had a lot of friends. That's all. Um, go to your Bluetooth settings and uh, you know this. You know I ain't really good on technology. Yeah, then look for Roadcaster <laughs> on there, dog. Oh, there you go. 
Hook that VCR up, Dame. I can't, man. I got to wait for the kids to come by. <laughs> Hook that VCR up, Look, big, man, I had a, dog. I got a PlayStation Mini that uh my ex gave to me. Right. It's got like 40 PlayStation games loaded on it. And my boys took it like, hey, can we play this upstairs in our room? I'm like, all right, whatever. So I was like, well, once y'all done, before y'all go back to your mama house, bring it downstairs. So it was just sitting on the kitchen table because I don't. I don't know. It's, it's three. It's three fucking. They color coded. I don't know nigga. how to hook the bitch up, fam. I'm pretty sure it's an HDMI. Right. It's one cord, nigga. What you mean? You can't plug a cord in. Look, I'm taking my son to get his hair cut tomorrow. He gonna have to come by the house and do fam. It. You cannot plug one cord. You ain't trying, dang. <laughs> Look, man, my nigga. It's my, one. Verge, one. Verge came by the house and had to hook up my cable box and my sound bar because I couldn't do it, fam. Today, Any program and remote. Everything is connected via HDMI. It's literally one cord. Come on. If man. you're not doing it, it's because you don't want to. It's not because it's <laughs> then difficult. I gotta find it on a remote. Like it's it's just too much. I just the boys the you boys lead. is coming over tomorrow. There were people that was reporting to you. Like you lead adults. <laughs> like at work. Like they 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 look for you for leadership. Do like, you know how bad of a supervisor I was? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can only talk about some of the shit. Nigga, I, I was running up my corporate card. I was having sex with my employees. Like I was, I was, I was a terrible super, supervisor. I should if I, they let me go on a severance. But like if they, if somebody would have came to tap me on my shoulder on a random Wednesday, it's like this, this it, big fella. I'm like, all right. I mean, y'all, y'all caught me. Go out the door. Like, <laughs> y'all finally caught me. Had a good run. <laughs> I was a terrible supervisor. Terrible. Um, that's, 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 that's horrible, by the way. You've had sexual relations with your employees, Jason. A direct, no, not a direct employee. <laughs> yeah, to think about it. I've, I've, every, every girlfriend I've had came from work. Susan and accountant. Like every single one of them, they all came from work. Some of them reported directly to me. Damn, dang. I was a bad supervisor, man. It's just. Shit, where you just, sleep, yeah, huh? Not, 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 nobody reported directly to me. People whose performance reviews I was responsible for. Now, I did used to be <laughs> hooking up at Comcast. I put some time on your schedule and we went back to <laughs> put you in coaching and shit. And then went back, Go back to, to your to place. Crib. Yeah. It happened. <laughs> it happened. You know what I'm saying? Dirt Abuse of my horse. <laughs> oh, no. Jay, the same nigga. You know, he he masked it differently, but me and you the same nigga. No, I, no we're not the same. <laughs> no, no, we are. We the <laughs> same, same animal, different beast. We the, we the same no. thing. Can, um, I, can I send a shout out to Detroit, man? Shout out to Detroit. I love Detroit, man. And it's a comedian that lives out here. Um, it's from here um, named Booyah, and he put me on a lot of stages early in my comedic career, man. Keon Vanover. Um, shout out to him, man. That's He was like my big comedy brother. He moved back here to uh, for family reasons or whatever, but man, shout out to him. So Detroit has played a huge part in my comedic life, man. So I just want to man. Say next shout time out to you Detroit. come out here, hopefully this this Rona will be died down, Trump will be dead, and we can get you on, <laughs> see you on some stages out here, man. Absolutely, man. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not looking forward to nobody's death, but I'm looking forward to it. Man, I, I appreciate this book too, man. This oh, it's loaded. I, bro. I appreciate the 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 gifts to to, to spark yeah. my weekend up, right? I got both of y'all. What you I smoke felt too. would elevate y'all. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> no comments. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm here with dad. I'm here with dad. Um, you got a music pick this week, though. Yeah, I do got a music pick this week. My music pick comes from uh, Larry June and Harry Fraud just dropped a new album. Keep going. Uh, the song that I'm fucking with is Sunday Morning Drive with Currency, one of my favorite rappers. What's going on? Play it. Dom Kennedy. I got... Okay. So the Bluetooth work. Uh, numbers. 
40 millimeter Rolex, I'm real player with it. But don't get it confused, little nigga, I'm having toast. I'm having I don't even sleep no more, I just be coast. I can be 10 deep, man, the game wide open. Hoes still chosen, cause these niggas still game goof. You hear it in my voice, I've been through it, this is pain music. Sitting in my house, counting racks, thinking real estate. Didn't leave the house all day, but made 20k. Man, I swear this beat so smooth, I can sing to it. If you really at it for real. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So Who was that? Larry June featuring uh Dom Kennedy and Currency. The song is called Sunday Morning Drive. I'm glad they're on the song together. Yeah. I love Dom I Man. love Dom Kennedy. Dom Kennedy and I love Currency. It's crazy because my homegirl been trying to put me on Larry June for a long time. One of my coworkers, she's always Larry June, check this song out. I, I, Shout to her. A lot of people been telling me, but I don't I don't think I'm listening to the right song. <laughs> the and song that's not even like a grasp knot. Me. You know what right. I'm saying? Because like I know he got a a, a Dom Kennedy feel and I real always, laid back flow, man. Yeah, and I smoke, so I mean, I like to like smoke, listening to some like smooth shit yeah. and just you know kind of vibe out. Yo, Macho, you put. <laughs> I don't want to put this young lady business out here, but <laughs> a young lady that DM me a few weeks back, few weeks back, when I was kind of talking about my story and what I was going through with the, uh, you know, my health scare and the dialysis. Beautiful mm-hmm. young lady. Uh, I know her from. I'm trying to find her on the gram because I, I guess I'm gonna put her out here. It's T for something. T is for truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah like my yeah. sister. Good, good peoples, man. Good people. She reached out just to be like, you know, Macho put me up on the show. You know, she went. Her sister had went through like some similar, you know, health issues, and just to kind of you know offer her support, man. And you know, we talk about it all the time. You just never know who's listening Facts. or or who the podcast like really touches and reaches. So shout out to her, uh, good people and a a beautiful woman. Man, I just love connecting people. That's like a passion of mine. Like, oh, you like, oh, you getting a house built? You want a pool? My man built pools. Let me give you. Like, I love being a connector, man. So. Yeah. That's what's up, man. And shoot, like whenever uh y'all get y'all um your kidney drive going, whatever, let me know how I can help. I'm willing to play a part yeah, in man, that. I'm man. with it. I'm with it. I've never I gotta get out to Vegas, man. I always come. It feels like my type of my now, type of place. I went to Vegas one time and it was um quite possibly the the best night of my life. Wow. One of. Yeah. Did you have sex? Weekend. Did you have paid the, sex? <laughs> it was one of the best weekends that um I had and um Who's yeah. whose bachelor party weekend was it? Um, I don't think I should say that on the air. <laughs> so, no, it was it was it was D Merritt birthday uh, bachelor party. Shout out to D Merritt. Uh, all right, man. Who's man? Hey, yo, and shout out to the homie Fred, man, who yeah. just just got married. Shout out to my co-defendant, my nigga B. Today is his birthday. The homie Muddy. Today yeah. is his birthday. Or yeah, when y'all hearing this, it'll be a day later. Put up on Muddy with a bottle of Henny. We had a couple of drinks earlier today. Shout out to Proof. Today would have been his forty seventh birthday as Long well live the god yeah man so october 2nd birthed a, birthed a lot of good folks shout out to fred that nigga uh text me at nine o'clock on the day of his wedding was like yo man you think you take a couple pics mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm like yeah man and he I, was there like yeah i got you dog uh, i told you you was, was gonna that take the wedding you had outside that was that outside wedding you was talking about no this was this was just past this past saturday oh wow um and then i got there uh, i was like nigga you know i could have like actually married y'all and shit. he was like hey, we would have not made it through this <laughs> like <laughs> there's no way that you could have been standing up there and i get that fred, all the time. fred is one of the funniest niggas in the world if i if it's something extremely funny i'm sending it to him first right and he's gonna respond with 100 
uh, laughing, crying emojis, <laughs> like 100 of them. Yo, Fred, and I'm just putting this out there in the universe. Two things coming up because it's like a month before my birthday. There will be a Dame Gone Wild celebration this year because the nigga almost died and I'm celebrating life for show this year. Uh, we're going to do one thing fancy, like maybe some dinner. You know, niggas going to have to dress up like adults. And then the next night it's going to get slutty and you're going to have to leave your wives, your girlfriends and significant others at home. It's not going to be no cameras. Debauchery. Yeah. Dave going wild for real. And I'm getting And somewhere between now and my birthday, I need a huge neck tattoo. So if you're a tattoo artist, tap in with me. I know what I want to get. It's going to be classy, not trashy. Secondly, a classy big ass neck. Shout out to Tattoo Man Page. Yeah, it's he gonna funny. be. Yeah, he is. It's gonna be a classy neck tattoo that I want. I already know what I want, so just tap in with me. I'm willing to pay a little bit of. I'm willing to pay a good price for it because I want it to be quality. Secondly, Fred, everybody else that know that make clothes. I done lost all this weight. I'm trying to model. So put, <laughs> throw me in your campaign. Whatever suits. I wear suits, athletic wear, whatever. Just yeah. throw me in your shit. How that Barry, man? Beard model. You can be a beard model. I do it. <laughs> I do it. I mean, those of us that have beards can can do things like that. Hey, hey, man! I cut my <laughs> shit off. You know what I'm saying? I like the clean look. I ain't gonna you go know, to my a, goatee. A lion never shaves his mane. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, okay. Whose man's is this? Yo, whose man's is this? The I wish I was making this shit up, right? Mm-hmm. But like when this picture came, I saw this shit yesterday. Um, shout Is out it to, the trans Barbie? Shout out to old boy. Uh, and by old boy, I'm talking about the mayor of Chicago. Oh, <laughs> she, she looks like somebody uncle and shit. But like, I'm not saying that to knock her, but like she, I don't think she understands what like real life is. <laughs> Did you, Have you seen the picture of her? That people the, aren't laughing with her, they're laughing at her. Was it the uh, side by side of her, like when she before she took office? No, with the with the 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 mask around her face, with the cape on. Nah, um, looking like Bartman. In one hundred percent, and in the, in the back of her cape says Rona Destroyer, and she was out here passing out like fam. Like, send me that picture, dog. Whose man's is that? Like, like fam, get the mayor, dog. <laughs> Could y'all get the mayor, dog? Mayor Lori Lightfoot. She's oh, she's man. she's hilarious, and she doesn't mean to be. I just think it's funny, man. Nah, I, I don't remember who that. sent me, but like, yo, she, she's she's wilding. It looked like <laughs> the picture pic- of the Chicago Tribune. Oh yeah, yeah, send me that. It's like, it looked like a, a a scene from like like the Joker is about to take over. Like like I don't know what she's doing, dog. But like she she got the chill, dog. Get I don't really Chicago. know how to, I don't really know how to airdrop. You damn. just did it, goddamn! You a caveman, man. <laughs> no, look at this shit. How you light your blunts without fire, bro? <laughs> like taking that, that bitch with a flintstone, <laughs> sparking and shit. Like, like I'm naked in the fridge. I don't know how this, this lighter shit works. Did y'all ever watch Naked in the Fridge? Yeah, yeah, that's one of my shit. favorite shows to oh, watch. Shit. Yeah, because like either either the team work, yeah, or they hate each other. It's it, no, it's, it don't be like no in between. One person lazy right. as shit. Side note, her her actual name is Lori Lightfoot. Yeah, I thought that was like a nickname that they gave her. <laughs> no, nah, like, she like an Indian. Give it up for Lori Lightfoot. She like, like she's a Native American. She had on a uh, wearing a black and red outfit with a cape that said Rona Destroyer. She unveiled a series of COVID nineteen rules for the upcoming holiday that she said she would allow people to celebrate safely. So she was like going trick or treating, so to speak. So I guess that was her Halloween costume. She dressed up like the Rona Destroyer. So picture a Robin mask 
uh, a Carhartt sweater, <laughs> a red cape, and some Uggs. She mean well, man. She mean well. I don't know. I think she – does she drink? Like, if she seemed like a drunk uncle. She literally seems like she's always Look, under she, the influence. She's married to a woman. She still lives in the inner city of Chicago like she live in the hood. She doing. She trying to do. She right, got man. substance abuse issues. That's probably like, that's probably what it. Is. No, I'm fucking with her. Uh, but she wilding with the. I'd, I'd vote for destroyer. her before I vote for Duda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you this, the Rona destroyer make it to uh, <laughs> make it to uh, make it to Sunday before Trump do make it to uh, the shy and shit. <laughs> All right, any of it, man. It's time for this benediction, though. Is is the Bluetooth still like? It is, <laughs> do, do you know how to play the music from your phone? <laughs> it's gonna be a triangle to the side. Just press it and then it'll play the music. I promise. Ooh, that shit works smooth. What's this song? Every week I'll be like, man, what is this song? It sounds Pastor so good. T.L. Beard and the Youth Choir. The song is called Nobody Knows. I, 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 I watched it like it was on a, a Nike commercial for Zion. Like when he first signed with Nike, I was like, this kind of. It's kind of slapping. You remember that LeBron commercial when he first came to the league? Like he the, walked inside the church and stuff. And Bernie Mac was the pastor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and what it reminds me of. Yeah, layup. Much. Go ahead and get your shout outs, man. Man, I want to send a shout out to you, brothers, man. Like y'all don't understand like how much of a big part of people's lives y'all play. Like every Saturday morning, I get up, I turn y'all on while I'm getting ready to, you know, groom, get myself together to go do my wedding ceremonies. I listen to y'all on the way there. Then after it's over, I listen to y'all on the way home, man. So y'all like, like, like y'all my Saturday morning cartoons as an adult. So y'all keep doing what y'all doing, man. Y'all doing great work. I see y'all elevating, man. I see big things coming for both of y'all and y'all personal it. lives and in y'all uh, professional lives, man. So all the best to you. Like when you go through it, I be feeling like, you know, man, something wrong with my brother, something wrong with me. And I be sending prayers and positive energy to you, man. And I appreciate it. You know, I never I never realized, like, the reach until I got sick and, like, seeing how many people reached out and, you know, just with, you know, positive words, prayers, DMs, texts. Like, you know, I yeah. thought I was just going through it alone, but, like, never. my village is huge. Yeah. And so, like, those times where you were in the hospital and you was calling in, like, I still remember the first time. You got uh, you was back live in the studio. It kind of did something like kind of. I'm like, oh, he live, he back. It kind of. I put so a, good, man. Put a genuine smile on my face, and I remember like last year when you had the issue with your foot and everything, and you was on the air, and man, you was kind of like breaking down a little bit, man. I like ah, man, who chopping up? Like you don't understand. It's like a genuine connection. I'm. I just met y'all an hour and a half, two hours ago, and but I feel like we we met physically. We didn't yeah, know each yeah. other for a minute. Exactly, and that's exactly how I feel. So shout out to y'all. Shout out to my wife and my children, Khalil, RJ, Gavin. Shout out to the oldest Washington family. His wife not doing well, man, after losing her husband. Um, young, tender, 38-year-old, 30, man. So oh, wow. shout out to them. That's what brought me here. So that's what ultimately brought me here to the studio, man. I came home for the funeral with my classmate. Class of 2001 Saginaw High. Shout out to everybody doing positive stuff. Shout out to Las Vegas. Shout out to Saginaw. Shout out to black-owned businesses. Thanks for having me, y'all. Appreciate y'all. The door's always open for you to come back next time you come through, man. Much appreciated. Uh, it's your man Dame Going Wild on IG. Dame Ruffin one on the Twitter. Uh, holla at your mans. Uh, I'm back here another week doing the best I can. Dialysis is going good. My 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 health is getting better. I'll be tired in a motherfucker. So, I mean, sometimes y'all hit me up and I'll be delayed to hit people back. But I'm still here. I'm still kicking. I'm still with it. Shop Talk Podcast. When you see the blue and the black, you know where the fuck you at. 
uh shout out to y'all man shout out to mine for stopping through man i really appreciate it shout out y'all tuning in from all over the country all over the world um it's greatly appreciated it really it, it really is man i i really appreciate everybody who support the podcast who support the podcast studio and everything that we um that we get into um hey man i went and bought three different websites uh last week and, I, and i'm updating them and i'm doing them now um shit is going up merch is coming real soon i gotta i gotta close some i gotta finish some other things up as soon as that's finished up i can invest a little bit more time and money into the brand um everything is on the up and up um i had a great week this week i forgot some big meetings man i had some big meetings um some big things was happening and um i just appreciate it man god is good at the end of these shows, man, I swear to God, this music do something to me every single fucking time. And I'm sorry I'm cursing, but <laughs> it is what it is, man. I really appreciate everybody. I appreciate the love. Listen, when you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. Shop Talk Podcast Studio. Book some time. I'm not saying we the Rockefeller Podcast, but we are Jay and Dang. Hell yeah. Peace. So we gotta see that blue.